rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hello, guys. What's going on? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. We meet here. Yeah, right here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it, you're worth it, and live it. And what else? Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I need a haircut. I'm just not, well, those two things aren't related. I was just looked at myself in the feed. I have a little bit of body dysmorphic disorder, but it doesn't mean it's not correct. I don't know. Why couldn't I have been born? I don't know. It must be weird uh, or nice, I guess. I instead of I could have been born beautiful instead of incredibly interesting. I don't know which one I prefer. All right, I'm all right. It's not that you know. I mean, it could be worse. That's all you can say. You know what I mean? That we're that's where we are in life. We look in the mirror and just go, eh, it could be worse. Not that I'm like, hey, just like, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> that's life. All right, whatever. Who cares? We're doing a show. I'm kind of hoping that people arrive in the YouTube channel. So if you're on any other platform, join us on youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT daily media. And it kind of uh, sucks to not really have a set time during the week to do a show. So this is why we're it's hit or miss. And it, I if we had a set time, it would be great because then everybody would know when to arrive in the chat room. And, you know, it's it's not fair on you guys the way I just pop in and then you could be doing anything and all of a sudden it's like boom the notification comes up and we are having a show so i see uh yo soy denny in the chat room and greg and Guyon. welcome i'm sure most more people will arrive shortly they always do as we're going and i i don't i like everybody to be there I have to figure out how to schedule the show. I used to be able to set the schedule and and then it would give you a countdown. I don't know what the hell. I don't know where that stuff is now. I have to figure it out. There's so much to learn and figure out when you're doing this, but it's whatever. It's what we got to do. Um, uh, think about how bad it would be going through fascism and not having... A platform like this where we can meet or not having the internet especially well going through the pandemic imagine how much more isolating it would be without our modern technology so yeah i guess in that way we're fortunate so all right we're doing a show thank you <laughs> richard w 
for your super chat. He just pops in. Another great show, Terry. We didn't even start the show. It could not be. You know, maybe it's not a good show yet. How could it not be, though, right? What we're talking about. I don't know. Unapologetic liberal talk is in short supply. So we're doing a public service here. And especially after what I witnessed today. Hello, Errol. Yes, I see you. Errol, I'm here on the live chat. I like it. Thank you for for going and uh, going into the YouTube channel or the YouTube chat. Anywhere else, if you're on other platforms, and you can come over to YouTube. Come on, come on over. Yvette, I see you on Facebook. And you're looking pretty lonely over there. So go over to YouTube. There's more people hanging out. YouTube.com slash C slash RDT Daily Media. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Uh, unapologetic liberal talk is in short supply. Liberal talk is in short supply. Liberalism. I know we're supposed to be everywhere. Socialism is is uh, infesting. It's uh, taking over the nation. I wish. Really. I goddamn wish. Don't you? I wish it was so prolific. If it were, we wouldn't be in this boat. But, um, yes, we definitely need liberal talk, and we need to... Because the reason we need liberal a liberal media is to shift the cuz here's the thing many people they don't know what the hell is going on as you know somebody was saying to me today um about voting and she said something about the undecided voters oh well um about the debates oh well we really need the debates because yeah, there are still there's still uh, couple of weeks until the election and it's really good for the undecided voters to to make their decision because lots of things can happen now between now and the and election day as if what do you mean oh so something's gonna happen between now and election day that hasn't happened so you you need to see maybe something um, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a nuclear war or something. I mean, what? How much more are we supposed to endure? What more do you need to see? Oh well, something might happen. Joe Biden, what? He might. Uh, I don't know. What would he do? Pass gas on on national television? Is that would that stop me from voting for him? No. What would he do? It's so amazing to me how these Republicans, they get such a long leash. So you need to decide? What are you going to decide? People who, I, I mean, I'm in, it's shocking to me. Some, in some ways, I feel bad for the American people. I mean, there are some that are just dumb. But that's humans. It's not just Americans. We don't have the corner market on stupid there are stupid people all over the world. We've always had to endure them, the human race. Morons, idiots, fools, and their sycophants, and the cheerleaders. 
for the fools and the and the greedy and the grifters I, and and all their useless idiots. And I say useless. Yes, not they're not useful. They may be useful to the 1%, but they're useless to us. So, yeah, what are you going to see? What are they going to do? What would change your mind? I mean, it's so disgusting living in this country at this point. Oh, well, get the hell out. I wish, frankly, I really do. Why don't you could always leave it? We can't. You can't leave. They've shut the borders to us. Can't just leave. And that's the way it is. What are you going to do? Pick up everything. You can't just leave. Maybe I should have done it 20 years ago, perhaps. But I had no idea how it was going, how how bad it was going to get. And it could get worse. So you never want to ask, you know, how much more, really. Well, I always ask, how much longer are we going to take it? Well, it all depends on how many people we wake up. That's the truth. The There will be a tipping point. More The more that we wake our fellow Americans up, the more, um, the better chance we will have at taking this country back for the American people. It is... Being sold, it is sold, not being, it is sold to the highest bidder. Everything we're witnessing right now is because of money and politics. And that's fascism. Fascism, of course, it's the inevitable conclusion of money and politics because corporation, I mean, capitalism, I should say, loves fascism. Big business loves fascism. I don't care. You can call it national socialism. You can call it a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Whatever it's called, it is corporatism. When corporations run the government and we... Ha- what, what do they do? What happens in... Like we, was, we always talk about Nazi Germany. They abolish... Oh, they're called socialists. It doesn't matter what they're called. It's what you do that matters. For God's sakes, and abolishing labor unions for one thing is, you know, not exactly a socialist thing to do. But that's certainly a capitalist thing to do. And yeah, that's why capitalism loves, they loved them some Hitler at the time, the big business capitalists here in the United States. Oh boy. They loved Hitler. So, and they they love what's going on now. They love Twitler. They love what he's doing for them. They'll they'll take a Mike Pence in its place, but they love the money being funneled to the top and the American people living check to check. That makes us nice and malleable. We don't stand up. We won't say, oh, uh, sorry, or take this job and shove it. Remember that song back in the day? Back during the last days of the great prosperity, there was a song, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. As if you could just take this job and shove it now. And wh- Where are you going to go? No, they'll, they're shoving it. 
down your throat, no matter what, because you might need the health care. You know, you're living check to check. How could you take this job and shove it? You got to take whatever they shovel down your throat. But that's why capitalism doesn't like an uppity working class. They don't like democracy. They don't like a middle class. That's why they have systematically destroyed the middle class. And that's all by design. That is on purpose. Funneling money to the top. They did that on purpose. Lowering the tax rate to below 50%. They knew what was going to happen. Meaning the that the rich would get richer and the rest of us, the working class, would become the working poor. And that's the point. But they sold this other bullshit to us. Not that many people didn't buy it. I never believed it. I don't I don't believe them. Because I have eyes. And I also understand the history of Western civilization. And it makes me, they make me sick. So today, we're going to get to the hearings in a minute. But I was just talking to Shannon, one of our our friends here in the Tarabusta community. And also my friend, my personal friend for a while, for a long time. And she was telling me how she was arguing with Trump Anzies online. As, as you do on occasion, you... You 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 uh, venture out into the world wide web, and you will encounter these Trump anzies all over. So sometimes I get caught up in it too, because I, I can't just let things stupidity just lay there unchallenged. Anyway, someone she shared with me a screenshot of one of the um, exchanges and. They wrote to her, uh, oh, Trump's coming for your paycheck. Time to get a real job. And this is what they do. That's their regular canard. You better get get working. They're going to come for your welfare or whatever. As if Democrats, you see, that's what they've been told. This whole, the the scam that right-wingers, the, the, the idiots, the useless idiots have been sold, is that everybody's taking advantage. All Democrats just want to take advantage of them. You know what I mean? But it's not that the rich are taking... Meanwhile, it's the, the, real, the real scam artists are the, are the very people that these fascist right wing, the morons, the Trump anzies, they're the ones, uh, the ones that they are cheering, are the ones who really who need to get a job. They're the ones that don't pay their fair share, that ride us all to the bank. And you get nothing. These Trump anzies get nothing. But what? What do they get for? repeating the talking points and the bullshit of their of the oppressor they get nothing do they get a feeling of satisfaction they don't because look at their lives they're all over the internet 
They're in their daily lives acting like assholes, screaming at people. I just saw a another video that Shannon sent of a Trump anzie. It was a TikTok video of some t- Trump anzie, a grown man screaming at a uh, at a child, a fifteen year old yelling at him, running after him, a kid. Let me see if I can find it. It's really sick. These people are sick. You don't act like that if you have truth, justice, and the American way on your side. You don't chase children and scream at them. Let's see. Here it is. Now we all we need is the audio. Nothing. Do you want to talk to me? Please step away. Do you want to talk to me? Please step away. You hear this shit? What? What are you gonna do? Nothing. Huh? You're not gonna do anything, are you? Nothing. So what the fuck is this all about? Tell me. Tell me. Please help, sir. Please help, sir. I ain't touching you. I ain't touching you. See? What is he doing? I'm 16 years old. I'm fucking 16 years old. I'm 16 years old. I'm 16 years old. Just because I don't support who you support. That's fine. Just because I don't support you. Look at this. Of course, no mask. Ain't you got no fucking respect? I'm not doing nothing to you. I'm not doing nothing to you. I'm just communicating just like you were, ain't I? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So come on! Alright. So what what do you wanna say? What do you wanna say? Nothing. What? Nothing. Wow. Do you wanna talk to me? Please step away. Do you wanna talk to me? Please step away, sir. For what? What are you gonna do? Nothing. Huh? You're not gonna do anything, are you? Nothing. So what the fuck is this all about? Tell me! Wow. Tell me! Please help, sir. Please help, sir. I ain't touching nobody. Son of a Exactly. See? What is he doing? Now, is that somebody who who has the truth on their side? How do you act like that? You don't see liberals acting like that. It's only the Trump Anzies for some reason. Uh, the more outrageous, the more anti-truth, justice, and the American way and ideology, the more violent are the adherents to that ideology. And what are they yelling about? Why are they constantly yelling without masks on? They're always screaming in people's faces. They're screaming, liberate, liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia. They're always screaming at people. It's unbelievable, but... It's, it's entirely believable. They should be embarrassed. If they had any sense of shame, they would be embarrassed. But they don't. So all of that, behaving like that, yelling at a kid because he doesn't like Trump, who knows what they were doing? They, we didn't see, oh, someone said on the chat, on the side, oh, there were no, there's no context. Well, all I see is a kid saying, please help, sir, when a stranger rides by, and a freak losing his mind. And there's millions of videos like this on, on YouTube. All you have to do is just Google it. Google them. Unhinged, 
the 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 Trump supporter. They're always they really hang. They're hanging by a thread mentally, but they're always such assholes. It reminds me of another. There was a, a recently um, another. Well, all all of these mask videos. There are so many videos that you can find of the idiots who don't want to wear masks losing their minds in stores when they're being told to wear a mask. There was one guy, he was, it just reminded me of him because he was screaming, I, I am feeling unsafe or something like that. And he's attacking. But this is what Republicans do. They pretend they adopt the mantle of the oppressed while they're oppressing. So that video in itself is a uh, case in point. Let me see. Where I think it was at a Target. Target store mask. Man, let's see if I can find it. Screams. Let's see. Oh, no, that's another one. Anti-mask protesters invade store screaming take it off oh my god can these people all get coronavirus for real and not just get it like really get it not like twitler got it you know the like the rest of us get it the ones who don't have socialized medicine and um experimental access to experimental drugs brought to us by the fetal tissue and stem cell research that Twitler himself, um, with a stroke of his, his, uh, his pen, makes illegal. Yeah, it's, only, it's illegal for the rest of us. That is the Republican way. There's no rules for them. Rules are for other people, don't you know? It doesn't matter. I'm not going to find this video. Because there's so many other things to talk about anyway than going down memory lane like that. Like, let's get into um, what we saw today in the Amy Coney bearing here. I, I, I mean, right from the beginning. I couldn't believe it yet again. Well, why do I keep saying that? I couldn't believe it. Yet again, watching Cory Booker the whole thing was so irritating to me. Watching Cory Booker again beg, appeal to the decency of Republicans. Appealing to something that doesn't exist. Um, what's wrong? What the hell? And then fast forward to the end of the hearing. We'll get through some of the other things. Um, I'm sure you saw Diane Feinstein. Uh, uh, hello, Diane Feinstein thanking Lindsey Graham for holding such a great hearing. It has, it's been so long since Diane Feinstein has seen, she, it's been, it, it's too long for her. I mean, how old is Diane Feinstein? She's like 87 years old. It's time to retire, my friend. It really is. You are done. 
This is why we are where we are. Diane Feinstein, she's doing great. Trust me. If she needs stem cells, anything, she'd get it. But thank you, Lindsey Graham, for holding such a great hearing. For holding such a great sham hearing to shove another illegitimate Supreme Court justice on the bench for your to follow the other illegitimate Supreme Court justices you illegitimately shoved on the bench. Thank you. And then she gets up and hugs him. I want to play the video of Diane Feinstein. So this is a good t- chance to go and become a patron. All right. I mean, that's all you. That's what I have to say every time I'm stumbling for a link. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And yeah, maybe we'll have a daily show one day. I don't know. Maybe you don't want a daily show. I don't know. Maybe that's the hint I'm, you guys are trying to give me. Oh, thank you, Richard. Yes, I already thanked you. I'm sorry. I just had a brain fart. Not that I can't thank you again. I saw your super chat, and I was like, did I thank Richard? And then I said, yes, I did, but whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm thanking you again. You're the lone super chatter so far. I mean, the show's just started, but let's watch Diane Feinstein. Get the hell out of here. She's the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee, Dianne Feinstein. That's why we're in the boat we're in. You understand? When you're living check to check, thank you, Dianne Feinstein, that you're living in the least upwardly mobile of all of the Western democracies. Thank you, Dianne Feinstein. Thank you, all of them. She doesn't even have the integrity to speak out. Isn't she the one who, when the children came to her office and implored her to, to please support the Green New Deal, she dismissed them in a, in a really condescending manner, and then we were, oh, she was, we were all attacked or something for, for, dis, for criticizing her? My God. Well, here, here, let's listen to Diane Feinstein. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Mr. Chairman, I just want to thank you. Uh, this you has son been of one a of the bitch. best set of hearings that I've participated what? in. What? And I want to thank you for your fairness and the opportunity what? of going back and forth. Thank you for your fairness. I'm sorry to scream. That's why I'm moving away. That's why I'm losing my voice. Thank you for your fairness in shoving through this illegitimate Supreme Court justice uh, less than two weeks before an election after you blocked President Obama's pick from the Supreme Court and it was 10 months before an election. And then you decried the reason your, your hypocrisy is so blaring right now is because everybody picked on Kavanaugh, supposedly. That's the the new, that's their um, 
That's their excuse. Lindsey Graham mentioned Kavanaugh numerous times during this today's questioning as if, you see, Kavanaugh is in the right-wing world, in the, in the fascist bizarro world. He's the victim. Not uh, Christine Blasey Ford, the frat boy, the drunken, rich, white frat boy who likes beer, he's the victim because his behavior, because somebody came forward, and it wasn't just her. There were others that the right-wing fascist bastards, the Republicans, wouldn't interview, and they limited the FBI's investigation. It was a scam, sort of like when Twitter used taxpayer money to intimidate the Ukrainian president and say, hey, you want, you want your money um, to protect your fledgling democracy from my pal Vladimir Putin, who's, who is um, attacking you and trying to usurp your democracy? Um, just announce... Don't even you don't even have to have the investigation. Anna- make an announcement. Announce that you're investigating my political rival Joe Biden. We don't even need you to do it. Just announce it. That's sort of like what the Republicans did with the FBI investigation of Kavanaugh's behavior, his history of being rather handsy. Oh, they, they, they got Kavanaugh'd him now? It's not, you're not Borked. You're Kavanaugh. Borked. The reason Judge, what's his face, Bork wasn't, uh, wasn't confirmed is because he, like Amy Coney Barrett, it was so far outside the mainstream of American thinking and Amer- what the American people wanted at the time. He was an outlier, a freak, a fringe element, an, an, an extremist like Amy Coney Barrett. But she's not extreme when it comes to corporate power. When it comes to making the rich richer and the working class the working poor, she's all in. You know, forget what Jesus said about the rich not going through the eye of a needle. Uh, you know, it would be easier for the... Oh, no, what am I saying? What did he say? Not the rich not going... Who the hell? Who the hell wants to go through the eye of a needle anyway? He's... What, what Jesus said was it would be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than the rich to get into heaven. So forget that whole parable or uh, metaphor. I don't know what it is. That old, That example... Just, uh, <clears throat> you know, whatever, whatever, whatever makes you richer. That's the American way. It doesn't truth, justice. Oh, no, no, no. The unholy dollar. That's what Amy Coney Barrett's all about. You know, remember yesterday when they were very impressed that she had a blank notepad in front of her that they put a notepad down 
for every everybody. They get a notepad. It says the Senate. It has the Senate letterhead on the top. It's just a notepad. She didn't bring it in there. It was there on the table. So she wasn't taking notes, and that's supposed to be impressive. She didn't bring notes. And But we're all supposed to be, oh, wow, blown away that she didn't take any notes? Or she didn't, some bullshit, you see? Because it doesn't take much to trick the Trumpanzees. They're the ones who are right now all over fanning out on the internet, you know, because that's as far as it goes. As far, they don't go over borders. They don't use the internet to make the world smaller for them so they can learn about other people, cultures, ideas. They, they don't use it like that. They use it to go online to spread the, the propaganda of the oppressor of the rich, of the big-moneyed interests, the organized money. They should really be embarrassed for themselves, what useless idiots they are, but they've been so bamboozled and propagandized into thinking that they, I mean, it's so shocking, though. These same people that are so supposedly hyper-aware of all the conspiracies going on everywhere. Under every rock, there's a conspiracy. Uh, In every pizzeria basement, there's a pedophile ring. But they don't see the the conspiracy that is older than recorded history. Organized money. That's it. The power of organized money to by and corrupt government. It's that, it's as simple as that. But they don't see that and they don't understand that when they go on on whatever, Facebook, YouTube, who cares, and they post the bullshit like get a job. Get a job. Start uh stop um you know, your welfare check or something like this. Uh, Trump's going to take your welfare. This bullshit, this bullshit paradigm of, of lies that the rich, that the elites, like the Koch brothers, the Mercer family, the Walton family, yes, that's what they do. Because when they're buying politicians... They, they're using that money when they're funding the Heritage Foundation, all of these right-wing think tanks. What do you think they're doing in there? They're spe- they, the right-wingers understand how much they need branding. They need the platform. They need social media. They need, you know, everywhere, every corner of the web. They want... When you go to the web, they want you to see their message, which is the message of divide and conquer. And the right-wingers fall for it all the time because... Why? Because they're effing racist. That's what it comes down to. It makes them weak and vulnerable to these kinds of lies. But... It's, um, you know, they're so irritating because 
it's completely obvious and especially when you when you know the um you know you get the math when you get the statistics and you understand what we're up against and then you look around the world and you see what is working where you know what there you can have a republic and it can work but it has to be regulated and you really have to guard it closely from the power of organized money. And anyway, all right, we'll get back to this. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. I really appreciate that. All right, here's... um. Let's continue with what's her face with eighty-seven. Not that all right. Ageist. Don't be ageist. Fine. Good for her. I'm. I hope I'm. You know, with it. If I ever make it to eighty-seven, it's probably doubtful, considering the giant knot in my stomach. I'll be lucky if I make it to uh, seven o'clock tomorrow, or seven a.m. So, um, not eighty-seven. It's not about that. It's lady, honey. Boo boo, you're you gotta go. You got to get the hell. Out. Just go take a rest, honey. You did enough damage. Okay, you're rich. Your husband's rich. You got enough money. Go away. Go rest. Take a nice cruise when everything opens up again. I don't know what you do. Do something. But stop being. A useless, I don't know what you are. What is Diane Feinstein? She's she's not a useless idiot. She's she's like a she is an albatross around our national neck. What are you doing, Diane Feinstein? Legitimizing this fascist takeover. That's what she's doing. So who's worse, I have to ask? It's the same, it's like the thing with Trump. We expect him, we expect the con man to be what he is. A fish has got to fly. I mean, well, (laughs) not a fish. A bird has got to fly. A fish has got to swim. And a con man has got to grift. But it's the others. It's the enablers. Everyone around him. Who's worse? So same thing with Dianne Feinstein and these these pathetic Democrats that enable them. I expect Lindsey Graham, Miss Miss Lindsey Lady Graham, to be a liar and a lick spittle. That's what he is. But for Dianne Feinstein, your friend to be your fr- to have your friend, what is worse? You know, you expect it when your enemies stab you in the back, right? Or in the front. You don't, it hurts more. It hurts so much more when it's coming from your friends, supposedly. It's like finding out your best friend is cheating on you with, uh, you know, or cheating on you or sleeping with your husband or your wife. I don't know. It's like, what are you doing, Diane? Are you ridiculous or what? Why do you need to? What is this shit? This is what I mean, guys. Who's worse? Who will be reviled in history more? 
the filthy fascists or the enablers of the fascists, the ones who thanked them for holding such a great hearing. You know, thank you for holding such a great illegitimate hearing for your third illegitimate Supreme Court justice that you're ramming onto the bench despite receiving fewer votes, despite all of your dirty tricks. Thank you for having a great hearing that was nice and polite. Diane, you're done. Are you nuts? Where do you live? Have you, have you been paying attention, Diane? I'm sick. I'm sick to death with this. When I see this, I want to vomit. And all over, you know, you see, when we go on Twitter, let's go on Twitter and look up Diane. Let's do it together. Well, not even. Do we need a hashtag? Maybe. Diane. Diane. Oh, it's two ends. Oh, God. When a political ideology is more outraged over a hug between two humans than nearly 100 million Americans living in poverty or are homeless or struggling with food insecurity, then that ideology no longer serves a purpose. Well, what are you talking about? All right, I'm just reading somebody's tweet. Who is this person? Michael Dean Shelton? Who, no one is more outraged over a hug than 100 million living in poverty, Michael, okay? Really, you're missing the point. Let's read. As a Californian, I won't pile on Diane Feinstein. She's going to get lit up for the next 24 hours. All I can say is I'm dealing enough with her. Whatever, who cares? Shut up. No more drama. It's way past Diane Feinstein to retire. Because um, people on the internet, they're saying that the liberals, it's the left. The left is losing their minds over Diane Feinstein's hug. Because not only does she praise Lindsay, Miss Lindsey Graham, she, um, she hugs him. Maskless, of course, but it's besides the point. Maybe we'll get to that in a minute here. And I want to thank you for your fairness and fairness. the opportunity of going back and forth. It leaves one oh, with wow. a lot of hopes. A lot of you son of a bitch! Even some ideas. What? Some good bipartisan legislation. You we can put together filthy! To make this great country even better. So what? Thank you. So great, great. Oh, I thought I went. I thought the, what happened to the damn ecan? <sighs> We're back. We're back. I heard it went off in my head. The uh, ecam went down in my headphones. Um, I'm just waiting to see if we're good. You can hear me. I hate that. You got? It? Is it still? There is a hammering noise. Oh. Well, we got a problem. 
It's bad. What the fuck? How's it sound? I can't hear it. This is so annoying. Wait a minute. Fuck you. Not YouTube. Ecamm. I hate this fuck. I hate that this shit happens. Let me see what I can fix on the fly. Oh, it does this all the time. All right, let me see. Loop back. Why is not loop back not working? One, two, three, one, two, three. Hmm. Is it doing it? You guys have to tell me. Wait, let me. I can turn it on over here. La da dee. Ba ba boo. Ba ba bee. Ba ba boo. This sucks. Yes, it does. Boom ba ba. Boom ba ba. La da 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 dee. Da da do. Of course, this is. This will all be cut out on the podcast. La da dee. Ba ba boo. Ba ba ba. Ba ba boo. Can I hear it? Boop, 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 boop. Why can't I hear it? Hmm. There's a hammering noise. Son of a bitch. Bop, bop, boo. Scooby dooby doo. La da Why isn't it working? Ba, ba, ba. How is... Okay, hold on. We're trying something else. It's okay now, but I want to see if... I know it's okay. I think it's okay with my own voice, but let's see if it works with the videos. Ba, ba, be, ba, ba, boo. Because that's the whole goddamn show. It's got a lot of videos. Ba, ba, boo. Why am I doing that song? I know. This is what goes on. It's like I'm not even on a sh podcast. You should see me. I'm I'm kind of annoying. <laughs> I annoy myself. I must be annoying. Cuz I'm I go around like making up songs, singing to the cats, singing to the air. Beep bop boo. Nobody's here. Singing ding and dingy, bang ging and gong gong. All right, where is Diane Effin Feinstein? I'm sure Diane Feinstein doesn't have these kind of technical problems. Son of a bitch, bop, bop, boop. Become a patron, boom, boom, boom. At patreon.com, beep, bop, boop. Dara Devlin, beep, bop, boop. What is that? I don't know. Why am I annoying? I don't know. I was just born that way, you know. I just want to... Th it's, it's Diane. Diane did it. Diane. Tonight I celebrate my love with Diane Feinstein. Could you imagine? <laughs> Tonight, Diane and me, 
are celebrating our love. My God, what a nightmare. Tonight, I'm celebrating my love with Diane Feinstein. You know, when I... Okay. <laughs> People, like, imagine if anybody... um stumbles into the show now <laughs> what the fuck is going on <laughs> tonight i celebrate my love with diane feinstein <laughs> somebody's got to Celebrate their love with Diane Feinstein. And it's me. All right, let's see if it works. Let's play this fucking video. Let's. Mr. Chairman, I just want to thank you. Everybody's uh, got to celebrate their love with Diane Feinstein. And it's me. All right, let's see if it works. Let's play this fucking video. All right, I'm listening. All right, it's working. Everybody's got to. It's working, right? It's working. You can hear this motherfucking Diane Feinstein. Tonight, Diane's gonna get it. And I am gonna give it when I make love to you. With my, me and my two friends. No, no, that's not nice. I'm only kidding. I would never do that. I don't encourage any abuse of Diane Feinstein or anybody. Especially me. Wait, now I can't hear. What's going on? Hmm. Why can't I? Oh, here we go. Tonight. Tonight. Okay. You know what? I'm going to hit with a copyright for infringement. Tonight. Come on. I feel a cat on my feet. Who is that? Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing, weirdo? Get over here. Guess who it is? Come on. Uh-oh. He ran away. My cat ran away from me. Where are you? Come here. He's got a Q-tip and he wants me to throw it. And I would if he brought it over here. Oh, hi. Hi, Boo Boo. Come here. 
Look who it is. It's Francis. He's not like little Tara Jr. Jr. He's a special guest star. Look, Francis Jr. Jr. <laughs> Can you believe that Francis is here? Where you been? Where have you been, Mama? <laughs> All right, he's gone. As quickly as he came, he's gone. All right. All right, back, back. We're back in business, everybody. Thank you for um, <laughs> putting up with our technical difficulty. That was our technical difficulty um, video. <laughs> Where's Francis, really? You see, he has a, there's a Q-tip over there. Do you see what he does? He loves Q-tips. He's very cute, and he brings the Q-tips up. So don't think I'm just sitting here like cleaning my ears out and throwing the Q-tips on the floor. They're there for Francis to play with. So I give him a Q-tip. He loves Q-tips. He just does. And he'll bring them over to me, and I throw them. And he loves Q-tips. So that's why that's there. <laughs> don't worry. All right, so the video worked right when I played it because you know what I'm doing I find that it's not every video when, when we talk about video sometimes I can catch the videos I capture them and play them through um, the ecam. but I'm finding it's just better sometimes sometimes in the interest of time instead of sitting here and capturing the video sometimes I don't have enough time to capture it. And I would like to capture some of the videos because as you know, we, we refer back to some of the videos. So it's good to have them on hand, but without having to Google it and find it. But sometimes things happen and it's easier and quicker uh, to reference it and play it off of the internet. That's all. That's the method behind the madness. So, it's important that you guys can hear it, but I think you can because we did a test and I could hear it and it wasn't jackhammering. I don't know why it does that. All right, JD, thank you for your super chat. And Shannon, thank you for your super chat. And Shannon writes, this is from you. H-U-G-H. Thank you, you. He will become a patron. Thank you. You. Thank you, you, and welcome. Welcome to the family, to the Tarabuster community. We have a great community, by the way. I don't know. I'm sorry. I have to apologize to you guys because I am always saying things like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I can't stand it here. That's enough, blah, blah, blah. And I do think about, of course I think about that. Wouldn't I be nicer, happier, freer if I wasn't always struggling in the United States of serfs and lords? You know what it is? It really is not having health care. I think that that would be, that would make me more, less stressed in general. Not that 
you know, one day at a time. I, I don't know, whatever. But um, my point is that the fact that we are here together is, it means a lot. We're in this together. So that's why we fight. And maybe that's why I was born in this country at this time, as, as were you, so we can fight and fix it and ensure that what, what we leave behind this country is, and also, you know, have a record for future generations because everybody forgets. That's the nature of humanity. We have these built-in forgetters and we forget the pain. But I want to remind, I want to be a constant reminder for future generations to, you know, um, to understand, to maybe like who, to really understand who their, who their enemies are. The enemies don't change. It's greed. It is organized money. It's all about greed and selfishness and power for the few. It's always been that way. Anybody who reads a history book, it's the same damn story all the time. And that story's playing out right here yet again. We've been warned why we never listen. I guess that's just the curse of being a human being. It's true. That's why we can go back and we quote FDR, we can read uh, um, Henry Wallace's warning about U.S. Fa um, the dangers of American fascism. This is, uh, he wrote that about the United States, that's 75 years ago. He, it's not that long ago. Warning us, and he, in his um, article that he wrote for the New York Times, said that there are undoubtedly millions of fascists here in the United States. They put, uh, they, they, what is it? They claim to be super patriots, but they, all right, I'll read it. Where, where is it? Henry Wallace, VP Henry Wallace fascism. I should have this on a link for handy uh, referencing. So 1944, Henry Wallace was vice president from 1941 to 1945. Conservative Democratic Party leaders defeated his renomination bid in 1944 because he was a real progressive. And they replaced him with Harry Truman. Could you imagine if Vice President Henry Wallace, what a different country we'd have if it were VP Henry Wallace in, in, in the vice president spot when FDR died on, in such a horrible, untimely manner. What the hell? We would, so many turning points in this country, and that was one of them, when FDR died, and now with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So if we had Henry Wallace as the vice president, we would have probably, he would have brought FDR's second Bill of Rights over the finish line. 
and we would be living in a much different country. So let's see. Is this the article? Um, or is it just somebody writing about the article? I have to figure this out. Uh, truth. I'll know how. Let's see. Yeah, this is it. I'll just read a little bit of it. It's a great article, and everybody should. This, they should teach this in school. If we had a, if we were really cultivating a democratic republic, that's this would be part of the curriculum of every school child, as would the as would history, the history of republics in general, and the how republics are. Um, or destroyed. I thought Tara Jr. Jr. was there. <clears throat> so he, he begins the article. A fascist is one whose lust for money or power is combined with such an intensity of intolerance towards those other races, parties, classes, religions, cultures, or regions, or nations, as to make him ruthless in his youth of deceit or violence to attain his ends. Anybody? Hello? Where is the difference between what he wrote and what we see today in the Republican Party playing out right in front of us? They use their lust for money or power? Excuse me, um... That's the goddamn Republican platform. Lust for money and power. Selfishness. Intolerance towards races, parties, classes. Unreal. What is, what is Twitter here? Hold on, I'm trying to find this. A fascist is one whose lust for money or power is combined with such an intensity or intolerance towards those other races, parties, classes, religions, cultures, regions, or nations as to make him ruthless in his use of deceit. That's Republicans to a nutshell, right there. Which we know, what was this unmasking? You know, for example, unmasking, remember? How for how long? It's been over since Twitler's becoming the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes. We've been hearing about the greatest political crime, the worst crime in American history, unmasking. Fox News played it up. Every, every propagandist on Fox News played it up again and again. Unmasking, which was, you know, if I can succinctly sum it up, when the FBI is surveilled, that when they have a reason to surveil, okay, what is it? It's when they're listening in on the conversations of foreigners and United States citizens the citizens, the name will be blacked out because of privacy laws. In the course of an investigation, 
on occasion, routinely, this United States citizen might be revealed. They, they, if the agent or the investigative team figures that, or hopes that the um, revealing the person's name or uh, might shed more <clears throat> light on the entire um, investigation on on the conversations at hand. This is what happened, and it's not a big deal. But Republicans, re Republicans, they turned a routine investigative tool into a conspiracy, a conspiracy against the United States, which, um, ironically enough, is what I believe at this time three members of of Twitler's inner circle have pled guilty to conspiracy against the United States, including Michael Flynn. So when the FBI was trying to find out why so many Russian spies were communicating with Twitler's entourage and what the F was going on, that's the job of the FBI, to keep the American people safe, to figure out what the anti-democratic foreign dictator and his spies are up to. Then it's not, it's no good. And it's, trust me, whatever they're up to is not, they're up to no good here in the United States because they don't, they, they openly um, loathe democracy. It's part of the reason why Putin is getting everything he paid for and more with Twitler's um, so-called presidency because he could point to it as the chaos. Look, look at the chaos of democracy. It doesn't work. See, look, look at them. They're at each other's throats. These are idiots that that are walking around Walmart with an M16 because they think they're free with that. They don't think they're free unless they can go shopping with an M16. These are people that are driving miles and miles to go bust up a pedophile ring in a pizzeria that doesn't, well, the pedophile ring that doesn't exist in a pizzeria that does exist. Oh my God. But that's what they were talking about, unmasking. So you, when I'm reading Henry Wallace's article, um, all of these examples are coming to my mind. The latest being this, this so-called greatest scandal in American history that really um, fizzled out because the um, it was this well the the investigation well. Um, found that the FBI did nothing wrong. So what do you think they did over at Fox News? Did they bust in breaking news and tell the dummies who watch that channel, who are stupid enough to watch that channel, the ones who are less informed than those who watch no news at all, who are in the, pro well, by watching Fox News, you become less informed, meaning you're, you're not just you're not informed at all. You're less than informed. You believe nothing. You believe stupid stupidity. 
You believe lies. <clears throat> so when their unmasking story fell apart, did they break in and tell the their viewers slash victims that, oops, oopsie, they spent, how many, let me see, here's on Media Matters. A story frequently touted by Fox News as evidence of Democratic wrongdoing collapsed Tuesday when the Washington Post reported that the Justice Department had closed an investigation into whether the Obama administration officials had improperly unmasked the identity of a top advisor to Twitter. Fox hosts portrayed those events as a sinister plot implicating former President Barack Obama and former Vice President and Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden in crimes. And we've heard Twitter do this all the time. Oh, they spied on my campaign. Obamagate, Obamagate, Obamagate. You know, it's the worst. It's sweeping the nation. Obamagate, Obamagate. It's the worst. It's the biggest political scandal in American history. It's, it's, bigger, than, it's bigger than the Beatles. You know all about it. You know what it is. It's Obamagate. Everybody knows. We know. They know. Mama knows. Son knows. Daddy knows. P- Twitler knows. Tara Jr. Jr. knows. Everybody knows. It's Obamagate. So, uh, Media Matters, <clears throat> Matt Gertz writes, but the network's propagandists haven't skipped a beat or bothered to tell their audience that the story they hyped had fallen apart. Instead, they're already hyping a new scandal that they say will be a bombshell. The New York Post's deeply flawed story about Joe Biden's son, Hunter. We, oh, my God. It's, aren't they bored with themselves? Right? What, I mean, it's like, shut the F up. Do they ever... I mean, how do they live with themselves? Well, what do they say? The the average run of the mill dum dum. What what do they say about this? Nothing, I guess. Nothing. It won't be addressed. They won't explain it. They'll just go on to the next scandal. So-called scandal, fake scandal. What's what are they? I mean, if they spent as much energy, the same energy that they spend in making up fake scandals and being a bunch of crooked bastards as they do, you know, if they spent that money or that time on decency, on being a decent, decent people, you know, we might have a shot here, but we're in constant conflict with those who have absolutely no business or interest being um, a decent human being. They, this is, it's like we're constantly in battle with the human condition. The, the lower aspects of the human condition. It's a, uh, it's, well, who's going to win, right? Democracy is supposed to, um, be some kind of unifying and humanizing factor. We're supposed to try, at least, to bring out the better in each other. 
But how can you do that when with these with these evil bastards constantly undermining everything that's decent with their lies? They don't have the best interests of America at heart because even look at this example. They're, it's not that they didn't know that they're full of shit. They made it all up. Hoping, I don't know, hoping, I guess, that bar or something, they could, they needed to pull anything, something. Give somebody a slap on the wrist. Any, it's like that, something that happened during, well, during the Mueller investigation, and it's not right what happened when somebody, one of the FBI agents, he, he, he added to an email or something. He made an email. Let me see. Hold on. FBI email. And it was unnecessary. He shouldn't have done that. Of course not. That's wrong. But it doesn't throw out the entire investigation. So when anybody acts in an unethical fashion, let me see. FBI email. It gives it gives the right wingers yeah, an FBI lawyer altered an email in order to get a wiretap. <clears throat> an F an ex FBI lawyer is expected to admit to falsifying a document that was used as part of an inquiry into the alleged Russia. Rush, what do you mean alleged Russia interference? Of course, everybody says yes. He, they did. They interfered, and they are interfering. What did the ex-FBI lawyer do? Mr. Kleinsmith is due to accept responsibility for altering an email used to obtain permission to wiretap a Trump campaign aide. The email from another FBI official was changed to suggest that the aide, Carter Page, had never been a CIA source, whereas Mr. Page was in fact a CIA informant. The document was cited in support of the contention that there was probable cause to suspect Mr. Page of that Mr. Page was a knowing agent of Russia. The changes that Mr. Kleinsmith, who at his time at the FBI had been critical of Mr. Trump, stem from a U.S. Justice Department investigation into the origins of the Mueller inquiry. Mr. Trump hailed the report as it oh held the reported guilty plea the fact is that he spied on my campaign and got caught shut up they spied they spied you see they spied on me because i'm such a um political genius they wanted to know what makes me tick they wanted to see what was i tweeting even though everybody could see it where was I? what was i thinking what was i talking about like Who's got hot boobs or, you know, how, wh who's a pig? I needed to, they, they wanted to spy. They needed to see me looking at swatches, shifting, making fake invoices, shifting, stealing money from daddy's accounts, putting it over here, hiding it there, hiding some money into Ivanka, Ivanka's uh, so-called consulting fees they wanted to see they spied 
Who who wants to spy on him? He's an open book. Except that, I mean, we know he's a crook. We know he sucks at business. We know he's a sham. So what are we going to spy on him for? Oh, wow, he's a political genius. We need to know what he's up to. What what group is he going to kick down upon? Which um, group of people is he going to tell? Um, is, is he going to uh, insist are under attack? Everyone's under attack. Oh, my God. Except the ones who are really under attack. We. We are under attack. We're under attack. The American people. Okay, uh, so that's the whole unmasking. What? How did I get here? Okay. Um, Fox ran at least 250 weekday segments that touched on the unmasking story of the broader Obamagate conspiracy on the month in the month of May alone, according to Media Matters. But the story's Tuesday unraveling has been mentioned only three times, none of which ran in prime time. And by 11.30 a.m. Thursday, Fox had covered the Hunter Biden story in about 39 segments. Not about, they said 39 segments. Even with the network's Wednesday daytime hours largely consumed by coverage of the Supreme Court. Excuse me. Fox's political coverage is an endless cycle of pseudo-scandals. Network personalities concoct tales of progressive wrongdoing themselves or pick them up from elsewhere in right-wing media, inflate the story to absurd proportions, spend weeks frothing over it, demand that other media outlets cover it in the same overheated manner, and ignore the news that the story has inevitably dissolved, and then the cycle begins again. The basis of the pro-Trump unmasking scandal is simple. In intelligence reports derived from the legal surveillance of foreign targets, analysts routinely anonymize or mask the identities of U.S. persons to protect their privacy. Senior U.S. officials following designated procedures can then request to reveal or unmask. Well, that's why they say unmask. You get it? They won't say reveal the source or um, not. Well, they won't say anonymize because that's too much. That's too big a word for them. They would say um, black it out. They get that. Especially if it says you know, if they say black, then they're like, oh, wait, wait. Then they really perk up. Senior officials following designated procedures then then can reveal to un to uh, reveal or unmask those identities. Unmask sounds it sounds scary. When what do you do when you're when you're wearing a mask? That's scary. People wear a mask. They wear they people committing crimes. So when you say unmask, it evokes all of these images, especially of Antifa, too. Don't Antifa, the supposed Antifa, wear a mask? Those identities, okay, unmask the identities in order to better 
understand the reports. Trump allies have alleged without evidence that Michael Flynn, who pled guilty three times, am I wrong or is it twice? Twice, three times, who, who, uh, who can remember all of the guilty pleas and indictments in the Republican administrations? It's true. How many people were indicted in the Obama administration? I'll give you a minute to do the math. Okay? Zero. Zero. What about the Republicans? You go to, go to any administration. Look it up. Let's see. Indictments of Democrats and Republican. You know, I have to say it like that. Administrations. Of course. <clears throat> Since 1969, Republican presidential administrations have 121 criminal indictments and 89 convictions. This doesn't include Trump. Democrats have had three criminal indictments and one conviction. Of course. That's the way it is. Before Twitler, the most criminally indicted administration was uh, Reagan's, as far as I know. Let me see. Let's look that up. Most criminally. But, of course, the average Joe Republican right now is all over the Internet telling normal people, us, progressives, liberals, who actually are the real patriots. They're telling us about, um, yeah, yeah, go get your welfare check. Because that's what is really important, right? Not that the filthy bastards that they support are making fools out of them, and they're allowing it. Let's see, indicted... Administration. Let's see. Which administration has the most criminal indictments? Well, here's something from 2018. Updated. Comparing presidential administrations by felony arrests and convictions. From the Daily Cause. Felony indictment in the Trump campaign or the administration, um, it's going to be pretty prolific, I would imagine. Foreign assistant. Oh, my God. Total number of indictments under Trump? This can't be. Wait, I'll show you what I'm looking at. That's not the one. No, that's Google. I wish this thing, goddamn. Here it is. Felony indictments uh, as of September 2018 in the Trump campaign slash administration. 
relationship to Trump, people indicted, Trump campaign or administration, total number of indictments, 55. People convicted, five. Total guilty counts, 22. People imprisoned, two plus three. Outside campaign consultants, people indicted, two. Total number of indictments, two. People convicted, one. Foreign assistance to Trump campaign, 26. Total number of indictments, 153. Unreal. Foreign direct involvement to Trump, unclear, too. I don't know what that means, but let's see. Donald Trump, let's look, okay. Number of individuals with felonies by presidential administration, Barack Obama, number of indictments, zero. Look at this. Barack Obama, years in office, eight. People indicted, zero. People convicted, zero. People imprisoned, zero. Convictions per year, zero. George W. Bush, years in office, eight. Eight long hellish years. People indicted, 16. People convicted, nine. People imprisoned, nine. Convictions per year, 1.1. Clinton, eight. Years in office, people indicted, three. People convicted, two. People in prison, two. H.W. Bush, years in office, four. One, one, one. Those are indictments, convictions, and imprisoned. All right, now we get to Reagan. Eight years in office, 26 people indicted, 16 people convicted, eight people imprisoned. Carter. Four years in office, one person indicted, zero convicted, zero imprisoned. Ford, 2.4 years in office, one indicted, one convicted, one imprisoned. Nixon, 5.6 years in office, people indicted, 76. People convicted, 55. People imprisoned, 15. It's a numbers. The numbers don't lie. Unreal. <clears throat> but of course, Republicans, they're all about America. Why are they surrounded with such criminals? You know why? It's exactly what I say all the time. Republicans do not get into government for altruism. They get into government... To, to be because they're criminals because they want to make themselves rich and them and their pals rich and they use that power to do that they're not in it for you they're not there so you get a you know your social security check is expanded or the franchise of democracy is expanded or whatever it might be Truth, justice, in the American way, they're not in it for that. Prove me wrong, somebody. I, I'm, I say it all the time. Prove me wrong. I'm open to being convinced otherwise. I keep asking, 
I ask Republicans, what have they ever done for the American people? Name me any, any legislation that the Republicans have done that purely to help the American people. Not nothing, even in this, whatever they're doing with um, the, you know, bailout now during the pandemic that they're battling. The reason why Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if you saw that interview with Nancy Pelosi and um, that CNN interview. Let me see. CNN, Nancy Pelosi. with uh, Wolf Blitzer. Good for her. She was like, you don't know what you're talking about. He's like, well, the American people are suffering now and they need their relief. Why can't you make a deal? The reason they're not finding common ground is because the Republicans, yet again, are using this catastrophe that they helped create and make worse they're using it as another reason another excuse to funnel more money to the top and they're trying to undo some important tax breaks for working people the earned income tax credit things like that they're trying to get rid of it in the bill so they're slipping in all kinds of goodies for the rich they don't care about the American people. They don't care about you on a bread line. They see a bread line and they're like, happy days are here again. We got suckers on bread lines, a nice and exploitable working class to ride to the bank and a nice, nice, um, uh, you know, a nice catastrophe to exploit. Never let a, cat- a, a catastrophe go to waste. They're not here. They're not in it to make. If they were, if they were in government to work for the American people, would what would would Twitler have lied to the American people about the pandemic coming? Would he tell everybody while he's on the phone with Bob Woodward would he, who he's telling, this is no joke. You don't stand a chance. It's so contagious. Would he tell Bob Woodward one thing and then go out and tell the American people another thing? What about all of them? They knew what was coming. They were getting the briefings. They didn't prepare the American people, but they prepared their rich pals and themselves to go make a profit on the stock market with the pandemic. That's what they did. They they told their rich donors, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity here. Hear my voice? Maybe it's just, maybe my voice is getting old, <clears throat> you know? Like when you hear old people, like, man, man, man. maybe I'm going to talk like that. But I never smoked. I mean, I did smoke. I did when I was younger and cool. When I was cool. In school. 
I thought I was cool, so I smoked. But you're not cool if you smoke. Come on, people. We need all liberals to quit smoking right now. And I'm really proud, I have to say, of Bob Kincaid. If you don't know, if you're not listening to Bob Kincaid, you should be. I'm sure you are. There's a lot of, we have a lot of crossover listeners. But he, one of the things that concerned me about Bob was that he smoked. For years, uh, as long as I know him, he's a smoker and he's stopped smoking. And it's over a month and he's been posting about it, keeping himself honest and utilizing the support. I think that's great. And I'm really quite relieved to tell you the truth. My mother smoked. <clears throat> My mother, it pissed me off, really. It did. My mother smoked like, she was horrible as far as smoking. I swear to God, my childhood, she smoked, I'm sure she smoked when she was pregnant with me. I mean, that's what they did. She smoked, she drank, whatever. Not that she was a drinker. She wasn't. But she smoked, and, I mean, it was, like, disgusting. You walked into my house, you had a freaking stop, drop, and roll. That's how much she smoked. She wrecked the house with the smoke. It smelled. And I was always trying to get her to stop when I was a kid, leaving pamphlets around, trying to... Doing everything, trying to make her stop. I would cry. Mommy, please. I mean, isn't that terrible? Yes, she smoked inside the house, Paradou. My mother was a very... Mm, it's hard to say. She was not a good mother. Now, I, I mean, my sister and I and my brother, we talk about it all the time. Because you really can't, you don't know. There's, there's, nobody can, knows except us because we had to live with her. My mother was, I believe, a narcissist. I think, I mean, she had a really messed up life. And, I, and when she died, and in fact, when she got sick, one of the things I have to say, I'm not, um, it's not whatever, I'm not, it's not tooting my own horn or whatever. I'm just sharing that I'm glad I, when she got sick, I'm glad I didn't um, behave <laughs> in a way that she, like she behaved towards me. She was not a good mother. Let's put it this way. All right, let me show you, tell you. This is probably why I'm fucked up, like, and can't have a relationship. It's not that I can't have a relationship. I have a, I'm very, um, I guess it's because of my childhood wounds. I know it. It has to be, you know? I mean, I'm not in a relationship now, but it's, they're, it's very difficult for me. I find myself in uh, not good relationships. And I also, I think, I don't know, it's terrifying. It's almost terrifying, really. It's probably why it's easier to be with cats. <laughs> so, 
And so my mother, let me see. She was a narcissist, I believe. But when, but when she got sick, I mean, she was really hard to, to deal with. She had a, and she, she was smart too, my mother. She was also a teacher, even though she was a, you know, she was a nun and then she, she taught school, but she was razor sharp and had a tongue that would whoosh, whoosh, slice you up. And she, but she was sick and my, and because of her childhood, she was, it's very sad. My grandfather, his, my mother's father was a drunk. Both grandfathers on both sides were drunks. My grandfather on my mother's side, he was a lot older than my grandmother. He was so old, okay? I never knew him, of course. He died long before I came along. But he, my my grandmother, my mother was like born in the 30s or something, 35. And my, but my grandmother's husband at the time, my grandfather, was so old that he was in the cavalry that had chased Pancho Villa across Mexico. So, but he was an alcoholic and he ended up dying of alcoholism, but he left. He split. He split the family and he, he abandoned my mother and her sister. They were twins and my grandmother and he abandoned. But if you knew my grandmother, you would abandon her too. Frankly, she was a bitch. <laughs> so she really was. And she lived in my basement when I was a child. So it was like, I had my own personal terrorist in the base. She was not a nice grandmother either. So I had a good grandmother. She was the one who came from Ireland. And then a bad grandmother who lived in the basement. She was a bitch. And she would tell on me all the time. She was a nightmare. I could tell you stories about it. It's really f- freaky, though. And that that's why I'm fucked up. As far as relationships. Because... You know, I guess I can't trust or something. I don't know what it is. So the, um, like, for example, one day, let's put it, let me tell you a story about my grandmother and my shitty childhood. My grandmother was, who lived with us. She, and in fact, my father, well, she only was going to stay for like two weeks. And then she, when she started hanging up pictures and changing the, the decorations down in the basement. My father was like, oh, well, I guess she's living with us. So she basically, she came for two weeks and stayed for 20 years, you know. So um, <clears throat> what are you going to do? Kick your grand, kick uh, your grandmother out? Of, well, not my, well, kick his mother-in-law. But she was a bitch. And one day, okay, so she would watch me for my parent. I was the youngest. And my sister and brother, because they were older, they were old enough to get the fuck out of there. And that's what they did. So they would just be like, bye. And my brother, as soon as he turned 18, he was like, he was gone. And I was left with my grandmother watching me when my parents were at work. My They both worked on Saturdays. And then my grandmother was... She was just tormented me. 
Look at me. Why am I sharing this? Like, for example, let me tell you a story. One day, I, I asked my mother and father, please don't let grandma watch me. She's so mean to me. And they were like, what? You know, they, they didn't believe me. So this is how sick my grandma, I can't even believe I'm sharing this. Because I, I used to draw all the time. And my and I was sitting there. This is fucked up. I'm get ready. I'm telling you. This is now you're gonna get another glimpse of why I'm sitting here with three cats. Um, my grandmother came in. I was sitting there drawing, as I did. And my grandmother was like, "What are you drawing all that for? Drawing is for babies." I'm not even kidding. She took my draw my pads of paper and threw it in the air. Okay? And I said, "All right, bitch." Well, I didn't, to myself. And I left it there. And then she went to my, went downstairs. And my father came home and he's like, "What's up? What's with the, all this paper everywhere?" And I said, "This is what I have to deal with." Every week. This is what grandma does. This is what she did. And I told him that, you know, so. I don't remember if they, what happened after that. If he said anything to her. But another time, um, I'm sure he said something. I mean, I was young. They probably, whatever was said was out of my presence. And then another time. When I was little, my grandmother, it was a school day, and she, my parents went to work, and she woke me up. She was like, you don't have to go to school today. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Jim says, did you ask him to become a patron? Who? My grandmother? She's dead. She's hosting Tales from the Crypt now. What are you talking about? So um, did I ask my my father to become a patron? <laughs> no. Um. So my grandmother, I said, she woke me up and said, you don't have to go to school today. And I was like, yay, great. She said, we'll go and we'll have a day, you know, a granny daughter day, a granny granddaughter day. And I was so happy. This is what's so pathetic about my pathetic life. And we went up to, there was a diner where you sat around, you know, on the stools and you watched them cook. And we, I don't know what I had. Oh, I had rice pudding. I remember that. Yeah. And we had a nice little day with granny. It was my mother's mother. Yes, Stephanie. Not my father's mother. My father's mother was a wonderful grandmother. That's why I'm so fucked up because I had like one side of the family that's fucked up and then the other side that was like loving and caring and the other side that was like torturing me. And then, yeah, that's why I'm probably cuckoo. So um, then we go home after our wonderful day. I didn't think I did anything wrong. She told me I didn't have to go to school. And my father said, as soon as you walked in the door from work, my grandmother was like standing on the top of the stairs because there was like steps going up. And she said, Tara didn't go to school today. And my father was like, what? 
and he was going to go and yell at me or whatever. And then he realized, what, like, what the hell is she doing? Like, she did it. And he told me this years later, by the way, when I was older and we were sitting around when we had become friends you know, and not just father, daughter, when I was old enough to find out the other side of the story. And uh, he said that he didn't punish me or say anything about it because he knew that she wanted to, she was trying to get me in trouble. Isn't that fucked up? So, oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. See, this is why, this is why I have cats. So, um, then, that's so fucked up. What was I going to say? Eh, whatever. I know, you're good. Yeah, that's my, my fucked up grandma. And I felt bad for her, though. When I got older, I understood that it wasn't me. That it was her, and it was my, and that she had abused my mother. And that's why my mother was so fucked up to me and was incapable of love and blah, 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 whatever. Why Why am I talking? Like, this is not a good show. This is like, uh, this is therapy for the resistance. Meaning my therapy. And no wonder, no wonder I'm so effed up. But, eh. My point was that when I, when my mother herself and my gra my grandmother dropped dead one day at my uncle's house, and my father said that was the best thing, she, that was the best gift she ever gave us. Not that, not that she dropped dead, but that she didn't do it in our house, because that's all I effing needed, on top of everything else, is to come home and see my fucking Grammy Granny's corpse in the living room. You know what I mean? My uncle had to deal with that good that's what she my father said great she did us a, she did us one good turn she dropped dead somewhere else <laughs> you know who the hell wants to deal with that and but she was fucked up so they were all effed up and my mother i felt bad for her too because my father my grandfather was a drunk and my mother told us stories even when she was telling stories because she was very tight-lipped, you know, like she wasn't, so probably because she was so damaged and uh, telling us stories about having to go and p pick him up out of the gutter. You know, he was coming home and couldn't make it and fell because he was drunk and he was in the street and they had to go get him and stuff like that. <clears throat> and he one day left them, left them high and dry. And you're talking about, you know, not any time, it's not uh, during any women's rights time or anything, when it was tough. So she was a single mother, my grandmother, and my mother and my aunt, I mean, they had nothing, so... And my grandfather had just left them. And then my my mother said that one day they got a call from some from a nun from an old soldier's home saying that he had fallen down the stairs and that he wasn't going to make it. He, he some, for some reason, I don't know, he 
was gonna die, so my my mother went and say goodbye to him. But oh, that's the damn Devlins. Well, those are the no, those are the Duffies, not the Devlins. All right, F and I know what. What's up with Grandma? Her loss though, really. Poor grandma. But that comes from her being so fucked up, right? And then my... But she had a sister, my Aunt Flo, who was really wonderful person. So who knows? They had the same genes, and so who the hell knows? It all depends. It all depends. We can cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not cutting it out. Who cares? Whatever. When I'm dead one day, some they'll look back and there'll be the story of Tara's effed up, effed up uh, life. Yeah, my mother was effed up. That's why I'm effed up. So, but it doesn't change that, um, you know, the work we have to do in this country. Um... Jim says, sounds a bit like Mommy Dearest. If maybe. No, not to that. I mean, because we weren't rich. So my mother was, she was, I mean, for example, I was on a base, on a basketball team. I played basketball and I, you know, did pretty well in high school. And uh, my mother went, you know what? She never went to a single game. Because she wasn't interested. What was she going to a basketball game? Why would she do that? You know what I mean? And she's a narcissist. Why would she go to my game? And my sister was in a dance group or whatever. She did. She liked to dance. And never went to a recital. Isn't that crazy? So when people say... Because actually one day there was a story in the news about a cat who was, uh, there was a burning building and the firemen um, said they saw this cat. In fact, this cat died not too long ago and it was in the news again that the cat who had saved the cat who was, she burned herself. She was, she ended up going in to this burning building one by one, getting her kittens out and the firemen who were putting the fire out saw this and they adopted the cat. And then it was in the news that she died, but she was always burned from this incident. And we were watching TV and the cat, the story of the cat came on, how it went in one by one to get the kittens. And my sister and I looked at each other and was like, <laughs> if that was us, if that was our mother, we'd be, we'd be, crispy critters when we laughed my mother would be like bye kids i'm out of here like she would just run the fuck out to save herself <laughs> anyway whatever the point is when my mother and father got well my father well when my mother got sick i didn't hold a grudge you know i helped and tried i took care of her to the best of my ability and i never you know because it's not about her she was a bitch, yeah, but in her mind, she was the she was mother of the year. But it was about me. You know what I mean? What kind of person I am. So I don't have any regrets. 
when I look back at that time. I'm, I'm not somebody, because I know people that have had tough childhoods and they held, held a grudge. And when um, some their parents got sick, they didn't see their parents or... But that's still your parents, you know? And, yeah, I didn't want to live like that. I didn't want to live with regrets and feeling bad for the rest of my life. Whatever. Why am I going on about this? This is bullshit. I'm talking about Dianne Feinstein right now. What happened to her? What's her damage? And thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. (laughs) Yeah, every family is fucked up in their own way. Haiku. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. That's why we're in it together. We stick together. We win. It's the truth. Because we're not all up at the same time. We're not all down at the same time. And we act as each other's mirrors. We act as each other's cheerleaders. And I think together we make, we will, uh, you know, we make, um, we'll go further than we would ever do alone. Of course, oh, that's how we were made. That's how Mother Nature made us. But anyway, where where am I? Let's talk about Na- um, not Nancy Pelosi. I'm talking about Diane Feinstein. Let's go back to Diane Feinstein. Cause she, what's her damage? I know what's what my damage is. But what's her damage? Really, think about that. What is Diane Feinstein's damage? For Talk, really, okay, talk about pining for your abuser. What are you talking about? Excuse me, that was gross. Oh, my God, I hope I don't have a polyp. (laughs) Polyp is so gross, that word is gross. I don't have a polyp. I just hope I don't talk like this for the rest of my life. Oh, my God, that's how we got on that whole story. Because I said, because my voice is cracking and raspy, and I said, I don't smoke. And then we went into, my mother smokes. We went through the whole friggin' thing. That's how it came up. <clears throat> yes, and my grandmother smoked too. That was the sound of my childhood. Listening to them cough and smoke, it was disgusting. My grandmother, every morning, she would wake up and hawk up a I mean it was gross just be like coughing coughing coughing. that was the sound of my morning and then they would play Yahtzee oh my god Newton Hoff what are you doing go away why are you spamming my Newton Hoff is back on Facebook Hunter Biden emails reveal how Hunter Biden tried to cash in. You're th- these are dodgy emails. Don't you please turn off Fox News? Hunter Biden. First of all, listen, we get it. I'm not. Nobody's defending the sons and daughters of the rich getting cushy jobs. That's what's happening. That's part of the problem. And if you got a problem with that, look 
at your standard bearer. God damn it. Hunter Biden. Don't you realize that Rudy Giuliani, this email, is that they're full of shit? Let's see. Giuliani email is fake, that they faked it, that it has been proven to be a fake. I thought that you people were all about fake, fake news. You were McGruff the crime dog sniffing out fake news. But you realize you're eating up fake news. You're eating that fake news up and you're shitting it out on my on my Facebook page. And I don't I wish you really I wish you wouldn't do that. Emails the crooked Biden family. Are you you're pathetic. It's I'm I feel bad for you. I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for you, Newton. Because you're always here, but you're you're being played. The crooked Biden family. If you got a problem with the rich giving their getting uh, cushy jobs for their kids, excuse me. Do you realize who your standard bearer is? My God. But that that whole Hunter Biden email bullshit, first of all, the emails, if I hear these effing right-wingers go on about somebody's emails again, I'm going to puke. You realize that, here, hold on, J- Julianne, let me find it. I wasn't prepared to talk about this yet. Any posts... Fake email. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hold on. Not Juliana. Rudy. I thought I saved this. Hold on. Hold on. When I prepared. There we go. Oh no, that's Rudy Giuliani posts images um mocking Asians. That's your cybersecurity expert. Accidentally hasn't he done this before? He accidentally posted a video of himself mocking Asians. These people are so pathetic. Oh hi yuckity yuckity yuck. It's it's mind-numbing how stupid they are. Oh, that's so funny. Asians go, chinka-chinka-jing, and they bow. Ha, ha, ha. Now, there you're, that's some highbrow comedy for you, Rudy. They go bow, and they, they eat with um, sticks. Oh, Rudy, you're killing it. And they go, gong, gong. Yeah, Asians go, gong, gong. And uh, white people go, whoop, whoop. 
how are they how old are these people and they they're on the verge of you know a dirt nap and they haven't evolved past pubescence mentally oh yeah they're old enough don't worry they need viagra it's not that they're oh their body you know is old and crotchety and crotchety but their but their emotional maturity their intellectual maturity that's another story their moral maturity they have none Oh, Asians. That's what it says, uh, that he was mocking Asians and even he was mocking them bowing? After a few moments of small talk with an assistant who appears to be Jane Zirkel, an animated Julie Annie started affecting a stereotypical Chinese accent while telling Zirkel that she's going to be the most famous model in China. Ah, get me Jane Circle, he said while using the accent. After asking others in the room what they wanted for dinner, Giuliani, the cybersecurity czar, holy Christmas in hell, continued to say Zirkel's name in a mocking accent. Oh, Zirkel, Zirkel. Oh, Giuliani, you're killing it, man. He was he was on a roll. <laughs> oh. Chinese people go bow. Oh, Giuliani. Oh, Rudy, Rudy. Stop. You have me in stitches. While repeating her name, laughing at his as his team tried to steer him back about the interview. Oh, come on, Rudy. Stop mocking Asians. I know you're killing it here. You're on a roll. Stop the bowing and the ding-a-ding-a-ding-ding. <laughs> They're probably like, um, can we focus here? You're, you're an idiot. Giuliani did not immediately respond for a request for a comment. This isn't the first time the former New York mayor in complete and utter disgrace has had an embarrassing run-in with modern technology. Oh, my God. Late last year, the Trump attorney uh, mistakenly butt-dialed an NBC reporter late at night. Well, he also had to go to the app store to unlock his iPhone. The cybersecurities are. This The butt dial came 18 days after another one in which a different reporter also let Giuliani's voice um, call go to voicemail only to later discover Giuliani complaining to another person about becoming the target of public attacks <clears throat> because he slammed a powerful Democrat. Oh, this is where we live. A complete and a, a, a racist, a moron, a, an idiot who doesn't know a goddamn thing about cybersecurity was the cybersecurities are of this country. Why? It's sort of like back in the kind of system the founders rebelled against. 
You didn't need to really have any skills to work for the king. You just needed to be a loyalist. And they would put you in a job. And that's what Republicans do. They put the horse guy at uh, uh, the head of FEMA. Heck of a job, Brownie. They, well, now Jared Kushner, he's the jack of all trades, master of none, except the fact that the, the only thing he masters is how much is in it for him. Unreal. And now this guy uh, is posting on my on my Facebook. It's the Biden crime fam, the crooked Biden fam. Do you know? Do you have a mirror, Newton? Do you? Do you have the internet, Newton? I'm sure. So get off Fox News. They're playing you like a dotard. And you're you're a dupe. Yet again, you're a damn damn dupe. And you're also playing into the hands of the Kremlin because that's what you're doing. Hunter Biden laptop mystery Hints at a Russian disinformation operation. Here's from the socialist rag Business Insider. Mitch Prothalo. Okay, the laptop might be real and contain images and emails embarrassing to the White House frontrunner Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Perhaps the computer... Wait, what is this? Um, Giuliani has repeatedly met with an accused Russian intelligence asset. Lawmaker Andrei Durkach, Durkach, yes, looking for information about Hunter Biden's role in the board of Burisma. What do you think is going on there? You think the Russians are funneling real information to Rudy dumb dumb butt dial Giuliani holy shit Bannon here someone said uh, the Russians will think it's so perfect that they don't that they won't care if he believes the shit or not because they know he will pass it along either way oh my god A crew of unofficial American presidential surrogates on a search for incriminating documents in Ukraine against a political opponent would be an attractive target for Russian intelligence. Of course they're sending Giuliani nonsense just to see if it gets noticed. It's exactly what the operatives would be looking for. You don't need to convince the FBI or CIA or reporters at the New York Times, you just have to convince Giuliani. And he very much wants to be convinced. Or maybe he doesn't need to believe the information is true. I don't know. 
But I do know that the Russians will think it's so perfect that they won't care, and they know he will pass it along either way. This is an, an Estonian intelligence official. Unbelievable. Why do I keep saying unbelievable? It's not unbelievable. It's quite believable. And it's not the first time that right-wingers and Twitler himself have repeated Russian, in, Russian propaganda from the White House pulpit, the bully pulpit, from their, at their Nuremberg rallies. They know that they got a live one on the hook, all of them. The crooked Biden family. If you weren't such a bunch of hypocrites, it might, it might mean something. It doesn't. As in fact... Here, alleged Hunter Biden email from Giuliani appears forged, experts reveal. New York Post is reporting that Trump associate Rudy Giuliani has provided them with emails that show that Hunter Biden had planned to introduce Ukrainian businessman Vadim Poz... I can't... Oh, God, help me. Pozarsky to his father, Joe Biden. The article shows multiple emails which they obtained from Giuliani and Steve Bannon, but does not show any metadata or email headers which could be traced. Virtually anyone can fake an email between any two people they choose. And this appears to be exactly what Rudy Giuliani perpetrated through the New York Post. And that's the exact New York Post story that Newton Huff posted on my Facebook timeline for the show. Thereby, yet again, Newton, you're being a useless idiot. I'm sorry to tell you. I feel bad for you, but we have to explain it. You know, friends don't let friends drive drunk, and they don't let friends or frenemies believe bullshit when they're being played. I thought you liked this country. You lo- you like it? You love it? What do you do? Why are you acting as a useless idiot? Are you that stupid? I mean, I'm sorry for you. I feel bad. I th- I assume you don't like what? The cr- you don't like crooked? I know you don't like crooked Hillary. You don't like crooked Biden. The crooked Biden family? What about the crooked Trump family? You know how that Twitler is not a rich person. He's a fraud. Who talk about crooked. That's how they made that's how he made his money. Fake Oh come on, I don't need to go into it. Fake university, fake uh, children's charity, fake veterans charity, fake, 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 vitamins, fake, shit, bullshit, peddling bullshit. The New York Post story entitled Smoking Gun Emails reveals how Hunter, Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessman to VP Dad. That's a mouthful. Shows two emails 
which they claim to have obtained from Rudy Giuliani. Of course, the New York Post is a propaganda rag, so why would they do due diligence in investigating whether the emails are real or not? Since anybody could see that they've been photoshopped. Yeah, just put VP. Look at the email. I'll show you here. Look, that's this is the email right here. <clears throat> this little VP over here. Yeah, just put VP up in the corner. See, it comes from the vice president. So the New York Post story shows two emails which they have claimed to have obtained from Rudy Giuliani. The full PDF file for one of the emails has been published by the New York Post to Scrib, and it can be viewed in its entirety. Let's see if it's still there. Hunter, dear, look at this shit. It's, they don't even try. Look, from Vladimir Pascal. I'm going to make up my own fake email. Dear, um, dear Tara Devlin from Trump and the Trump, uh, what is it called? The Trump Industries. Dear Tara Devlin, we hear that you are telling everybody that we have a fake university, a fake vitamin scam, that we're tax-cheating, draft-dodging con men. We, um, here's, I want, uh, in the interest of my soul, it was something that Twitler wrote, hopped up on his steroids. In the interest of my soul, knowing that I will soon step off this mortal coil, I'm writing to tell you that you're 100% correct. We are a bunch of tax cheats. And I realize as I my body is riddled with COVID that I just might be leaving this mortal coil. And before I do, I want to set the record straight. Well, we know this is... We know he's full of shit, but... I can make any email. We can make any... Dear Hunter and Devin. Oh my God. It's a smoking gun. As if everybody's a dum-dum. And then, what do you think the Russian propagandists, they're laughing their asses off. The New York Post publishes this. It's like Al Capone's vault. Unbelievable. Subject, urgent issue. Following our talks during the visit to Como Lake. Please advise. Looking forward to your reply. So, here. This is how they know it's an altered email. What caught my eye immediately was the tremendous clarity of the text compared to the VP Gmail icon in the upper right-hand corner. Something appeared to be off. They don't even try to make it look good. I can make a better fake email. Anybody can. It has no metadata, so... any Anybody... If the New York Post took 
five minutes. They could debunk it, but they didn't want to debunk it. They wanted to amplify the Russian propaganda. Look what happens when you zoom into the PDF file. The text in the file remains crystal clear, yet the Gmail icon for VP gets extremely pixelated. Even in the unzoomed version, the icon is blatantly pixelated. This is the hallmark of email alterations. There is no reason that the Gmail icon should be of of a different resolution than the text on the same document. Unless, of course, the icon or the text were photoshopped. But to make matters even more interesting, if you view the VP icon, you will notice that on the right side of it, it is a is wait on the right side of it is flat. That the right side of it is flat. Yes, and there is a very light gray color around it, which does not match the background. It's it's like Giuliani did it himself. Um, sh- maybe he did because he's he's that craven. He don't give a shit. He wants to get paid, and he doesn't know Photoshop. He knows much about as much of about Photoshop as he does about cybersecurity. But he also knows that it's not the point. What The point is to get it in the media. And the right-wingers, the fascists, will amplify any bullshit. We live in a fascist takeover in the time of a fascist takeover. That's how I should put it. So there is no truth. They have devalued it. I know, I just have to move you. The gray background aligns perfectly with where the would-be circle is abruptly squared off. This confirms that someone used an editing tool to cut this icon out and then paste it into a new document. And not very well, by the way. Why would it be cut off here? And why would this be a different color around it? Because whoever did it doesn't know Photoshop or know anything. All they do know that right-wingers will do anything to uh, destroy this country. So even publish an easily debunked piece of propaganda. As an experiment, I sent myself a few emails with the same text and font as Giuliani alleged uncovered and then downloaded those emails to my computer before opening them up. Below, you will see what happened, and as you will notice, unlike Giuliani's altered version, the MK icon on the top has the identical resolution as the email. The icon is not pixelated at all. Of course. The New York Post could have easily seen this, but they ran with the story anyhow. (coughs) Excuse me without any apparent validation, other than taking the word of Steve Bannon, who was arrested on fraud charges, and Giuliani, who was previously involved in Trump's attempt to provide 
aid to Ukraine in exchange for an announcement of a fake investigation into Joe Biden. Undoubtedly, Trump's associates will be pushing more of this fabricated misinformation in the weeks leading up to the election. For the sake of the American people, let's hope the media investigates their claims before publishing publishing blatantly forged documents as if they are legitimate for dum-dums like Newton Huff to post them on my timeline. And Newton, I'm taking the damn thing down because it's fake news. Please don't post fake news on my on my feed, Newton, because I will have to block you then. Okay? And I don't want to do that. All right. Where is everybody? All right, everybody. Where are you? Okay, here we go. Back to... There's a couple of things I want to do. I'm looking at the time. I'm sorry. We went off on my own personal effed up life. And, yeah, this is a Tara Buster. So you never know which way it's going to go. And I'm sorry about my voice if it's annoying. Look at this cat, though. Look at how cute he is. Look how cute he is. <laughs> Isn't that relaxing? Just looking at that. <laughs> He's adorable. He's like in a trance, like needing. Everybody needs that. They need a cat. Everybody needs a cat. All right, where is... I'm looking for Diane Feinstein again so I can finish up with that. What was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah, Cory Booker, whatever, begging Republicans... Oh, please. Remember when we were all uh, decent. Let's get decent. But here we go. Where the heck is it? There's so many things to talk about. That's why I ask you to become a patron and we can have a daily show at a set time. Here's Diane. Oh, here we go. Going back and forth. It leaves one with a lot of hopes, <coughs> Hope. a lot of questions, and even some ideas, perhaps some good bipartisan legislation we can put together to make this great country even You better. son so of a bitch! You. To make this great country even better? Thank you so much for your leadership. You filthy, filthy... I want to say, you know what I want to say. I felt... I felt the knot coming right back up after Tara Jr. Jr. helped put it down a little bit. It went right back up. 
thank you for your leadership. And then she gives Lindsey Graham a nice big hug. Thank you for your leadership? And now, of course, you know, the right-wingers are like, look, here's the Washington Examiner. Liberals erupt on Twitter after Senator Feinstein embraces Lindsey Graham following Barrett hearing. Yes, liberals erupt. It's just liberals erupting. Don't worry about it. Not the entire country being dragged into illegitimacy by this illegitimate uh, um, Republican Party that receives fewer votes, that shoves their less vote-getting nominees. You know, well, the, no, they're not, of course. You don't have to vote for Supreme Court justices, but that their less vote-getting representatives and senators block the American people from putting justices on the court that they want on the court by the mere, no, how do we know that? By the mere fact that the representatives receive the most votes. So the less vote-getting right-wingers block that, and then the less vote-getting right-wingers put their ideologues on the court with a minority freaking uh, ideology not shared by the majority. This is the tyranny of the minority. And then we have, we got to have somebody like Diane Fine, Effenstein, get the F out of here, legitimize this coup. Oh, you're going to hug Lindsey Graham when they have a party, when they destroy Obamacare, when they nullify marriages? When they send women back to the back alleys? You going to hug women? Are you going to hug, uh, I mean, Lindsey Graham then? You old battle axe? Legitimizing this illegitimate effing process. And uh, other right-wingers on Twitter, Democrats are throwing tantrums. Oh, God, I'm going to tantrum look democrats are throwing tantrums haha <laughs> laughing lol with tears you know liberal tears like oh they love it that we're throwing tantrums thank you diane feinstein you effing filthy enabler what oh thank you hitler for Showing us the leadership. Uh, I don't know what the hell. It's the same thing. <clears throat> Let me. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to have a conniption. Liberals are having a conniption about. Here, let's tune into some more of this great leadership. Right, here. And we have two panels waiting on us. Uh, we'll do whatever the committee likes. I'd Wait, hold on. That's not the one I wanted to play. Modernization Act. 
uh, all those will be held over. Mr. Chairman? Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, under the rules of this committee, you cannot proceed with the business of the committee, even with a quorum president, unless there are two members of the minority present as well. Yep. I want to take uh, official oh, note no, no. that I am the only member Don't of the worry. that is here. Don't uh worry. -uh. And so we cannot conduct business until that second member of the No, no. Yeah. Don't worry uh, about yes, it. Sir, uh, Senator Durbin, thank you for, one, the way you conducted yourself yesterday. It's clear to me from reading in the paper <clears throat> that what's going to happen is that we're going to be denied the ability to operate <clears throat> as normal. Uh, normal? Senator Schumer said that everything is on the table. And uh, we've given this nominee a chance to be questioned fairly, firmly. And I want to congratulate my Democratic colleagues for having a disposition that I think will help us all. But I know what awaits us. So I will now make a motion to report the nomination of Amy Comey Barrett a motion to vote on the motion to report from the committee the nomination of Amy Comrie Barrett to be associate justice. You son of a bitch. Okay, you know what he did? Lindsey Graham openly violates committee rules to schedule a vote on Barrett nomination. Oh, thank you. Thank you for what a wonderful hearing. I don't think I've ever participated in such a wonderful hearing, Diane Feinstein says. Senator Graham, who needs who needs rules and laws? Who needs committee rules? Oh, you don't like that the Democrats are using every quiver in their whatever, every hour in their quiver, every tool in their tool belt to slow down and stop this unprecedented attempt to steal the American democracy and turn it into a one-party rule, fascistic friggin' uh, uh, not even shell of a republic. Oh, but you don't like that, so you just don't, don't even bother pretending that you're you're playing by the rules. So they just make up their own rules. See? So Republican Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Miss Lindsey Graham on Thursday brazenly flouted the rules of his own panel by scheduling a vote on the Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney B. Bitch, 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 Lick, Spittle, Corporate, Kiss Up, Kick Down, no, not even fit to walk in Ruth Bader Ginsburg's shadow, much less sit in her seat. For, so he scheduled the vote for next week without the required number of Democratic members present, a move that Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer condemned as further evidence of the illegitimacy of this sham process. Oh, the sham process that Den that Diane Feinstein praised. I, I swear to Christ, you if you ever want to know what the hell happened, I, I'm talking to future historians now. 
and you want to get an opinion, you want to know. I, I want you guys to know that we know what was going on. We saw it. But what can we do? When we have the so-called opposition party, it's the opposition party leadership actually praises the illegitimate, I mean, filthy bastard who's helming the illegitimate process. Thank you. Uh, this has been one of the best set of hearings that I've participated in. Is it and really? I want to thank you for your fairness and the opportunity of going back and forth. What? At least one with <laughs> That's a lot Tiffany. Of hopes. A lot of questions. A lot of hopes. And even some ideas. Oh, I got some ideas. I got ideas too, honey. We can put together to make this great country even better. So thank you so much for your leadership. I got a lot of ideas too, Diane. And the first one starts with you retiring. Getting the F out, bitch. Under committee rules, at least two members of the minority party must be present for the vote to take place. But on Thursday, Senator Dick Durbin, who was the only Democrat in attendance, Graham moved forward with a motion setting Barrett's Judiciary Committee vote for 1 p.m. on October 22nd. If we create this problem for you in the future, you're going to do what I'm going to do, which is move forward on the business of the committee said Graham. Shortly after the motion was approved, thanks to the full sort of the Republicans, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced plans to bring Barrett's nomination to the floor the very next day. Just over a week before the election, Senate Democrats just denied Republicans the quorum they needed in the judiciary. Oh, well, uh, no, no, sorry. I thought that was McConnell. Schumer tweeted, but Senator Graham just further proved the illegitimacy of the sham process by again breaking the rules to ram through a justice to rip away health care from millions in the middle of a pandemic. As Graham moved ahead with his motion, despite the lack of a quorum, I mean, this is basic rules of these freaks, but fascists don't need rules, just like they don't need truth. They make it up. Who needs the damn process at all, Lady Graham? Who needs it? Just shove her onto the fucking court. Give her the goddamn key already. Give her the goddamn robe. Fuck it. Cut to the chase. I'm screaming. Who needs rules? Why are they even going through the sham then? If you're not going to follow the rules because you don't like the way... They're being played. Well, Democrats aren't playing. Except for Diane fucking Feinstein. Diane useless Feinstein. Go away, Diane. You had your day and you blew it. Jesus Christ. 
Who needs the law? Who needs rules? Who needs a constitution? If you just pick and choose whatever you want to do, he just said, fuck it. And now the Republicans are going to pretend they're going to have a vote. Who needs a vote then? Don't bring her on the... Who cares? Give her the fucking keys, you filthy fascist bastards. Why go through this process? Right? Who cares? You clearly broke this shit. And... Who needs laws? Who needs a... I guess we need the vote, obviously. But they're they're taking care of that, too. And this bitch, Amy Coney Barrett, is... She's an ideologue. She's a religious zealot. Oh, they try to... Everybody's picking on her. They're picking on religious people. No! We're picking on freaks who have an outdated, outmoded ideology, agents of a patriarchy and the, and the capitalist takeover of the country, a.k.a. fascism. Oh, my God. Oh, they love themselves a strong woman, don't they? Republicans, they love strong women. As long as those strong women are uh, believe in everything the the power structure stands for, the male dominated kiss up kick down right wing power structure. Oh, they love a strong woman as long as she stays in line. You know they love a strong woman as long as she's a bigger misogynist than they are. They love themselves a strong woman as long as she knows her place. As long as she votes to empower the powerful. To keep the white male rich at the top. Where they belong where Jesus intended them to belong. I don't think I have ever seen a better hearing my Miss Lady Graham, Diane Feinstein, um, you need to retire immediately, you bitch. You son of a bitch. Talk about a traitor. And an eager... And a mark. A dupe. You gave them everything they need. That's their clip, bitch. Now that's Lindsey Graham's commercial for his tight election race that we're trying to get rid of the fucking hypocrite, closet case, fascist lick spittle. Oh, you gave him a nice, nice, nice little clip there. Oh, I got some ideas, Miss Lindsay. I got, 
um, I, I could never praise you uh, long, long and hard enough, you know, you know. Senate Democrats just denied Republicans the quorum. Now, what would happen? Let's uh, play what if. What would happen if the shoe was on the other foot and the Democrats just said, fuck it, we're not uh, playing by the rules. Fox News would explode. Everybody would explode. But that would not happen because Democrats, they'd be too busy playing by the rules, bringing them a, a, a strongly worded email and a call, uh, a plea for decency to the gunfight. And then we would have to endure all of, uh, all of media, all of corporate media, all of uh, the view, the, the bitches on the view, like that lady yesterday. Oh, it's two wrongs doesn't make a right. I don't believe in court packing. I mean, it's not right. When they court pack, so why should we court pack? Because then it's to go court pack and court pack and court pack. So we just let them pack the fucking court. That's it, right? Let them pack the court. Well, it's not right to remedy the court when they pack it. So why should we pack it when they've already packed it? So let them pack it and uh, what? Swallow it? Just swallow it. Because it's not nice. It won't be right. It's not nice. Two wrongs don't make a right. So let them get away with it. Yeah, it's not right. In fact, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg once said one time that they should not pack the court. So let's not pack it. Well, maybe she said it when we didn't have such incredibly blatant and unbelievable. We didn't have the grave digger of American democracy laughing about his corruption on national television on a propaganda channel that was cheering him and enabling him. And the idiots like Newton Huff fanning out on the internet instead of using that tool created by we the people, government, taxpayer, not Twitler, because he don't pay taxes, but government-funded research and development, instead of using that that tool, his window to the world, to educate himself. He's using that tool to fan out on the internet to spread the lies and propaganda of our anti-democratic foreign adversaries and their American tools and puppets here in the United States of serfs and lords, making sure that the corruption, the rich can get richer. And by the time we get any foothold in, th- in this uh, democratic republic, if we ever get a foothold back, despite all the corruption, it'll be too far gone. Because we have the likes of Diane Feinstein hanging on 
wrapped around our body politic like a goddamn albatross around our necks. She's an albatross. As well as a dinosaur. So, good night, Diane. Take a hike, honey. Take a nap, you son of a bitch. Unbelievable. As Graham moved ahead with his motion, despite the lack of a quorum. I mean, this is basic shit here. But why? Why Why obey the basic rules of a meeting? You know, when you have ultimate power. And what are they going to do about it? So why even go on the floor and vote? Why? Just like I said, give the fucking bitch her keys. Give it to her, you you illegitimate motherfuckers. I'm sorry, I'm cursing a lot. But it's almost 11. We go into late night at Tara Buster. But I should, I got to stop the cursing, I know. It doesn't seem nice. It doesn't seem professional. <laughs> do I is this do I look like a professional to you? But really it's it's unbelievable. And Diane, I want to look up on what's going on on Twitter. Let me see if Diane has anything to say. It's sort of like all these sunny, the, sunny, sons. I was uh, I was going to say son of a bitch, and then I was going to say something else, but it came out of sunny. All these sunny, sunny, bunny, bunny. All these bitches. These women. I'm thinking of um, Susan Collins. All of these women. As... And now this Amy Coney bitch. These women that are going to fuck us. I'm sorry, I'm cursing. Mm, let me see. Diane Finey Sliney. Holy moly. As Republicans wrap up the Amy Coney B bitch hearing with plans to vote, Diane Feinstein praises Lindsey Graham. I just want to thank you. This has been one of the bestest hearings that I've participated in. One of the best scams. One of the best illegitimate power grabs that I've ever had the pleasure of being a part of. Thank you so much for your leadership. All right. (laughs) I can't get over it. So here's some leadership. Now, hmm. It's unreal. These are our friends. These are the Democrats, right? With friends like this? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. 
you I want to play this because it really got under my skin. Boop ba ba da ba. Here, here, Lindsay. Chance to test her, you did, and I want to compliment test each her. member of the Democratic Look. side for being firm but not going down the Kavanaugh Road. And we have two panels waiting on. Yeah, you hear that? Oh, Diane, what do you have to say about that? I want to thank you for your leadership. This has been the most beauteest, bestest, 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 be bestest hearings we've ever done seen. To all who got us here, thank you. Oh my God. Where is it? Oh, here they are, hugging. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Diane. That's them hugging. Oh, let me see here. Watch on, wait, wait, this is from 19, oh, whatever, 2017. Ew, look at her, gross. Oh my God. There's so many things. I need a daily show. For my own sanity. All right. Not going down the Kavanaugh road. He keeps bringing up Kavanaugh. So now I guess here it is. In the, here we are in the stage of right-wing fascist propaganda that where their lies, that they, they're create, they create the truth. They repeat the lies so much that their lies are now the truth. Uh, so much so that when they mention things and they say, oh, thank you for not going down the Kavanaugh Road. What's the Kavanaugh Road? That they nominated another fascist lickspittle who never tried a case, by the way. He was put on the court because he's a filthy, disgusting zealot, another one who hates women, and... You know, they're all pretending they love babies. They they don't love babies. They love power. He's another solid check in the corporate column against the American people. A frat boy who screams and cries and says he loves beer, who had, um, what happened? Christine Blasey Ford comes forward to say, this guy, oh, I thought he was going to kill me. Not that he meant to. He was going to, because he was suffocating her while he was trying to rape her. And she was lucky enough to f get the hell out of there because she, he was so damn drunk. But that wasn't the first time. Kavanaugh apparently had a history of exposing himself. And who doesn't believe this? It's so hard to believe that a rich white frat boy who has everything handed to him gets uh, a little handsy 
at parties and thinks that everybody's at his beck and call. The world is his oyster. He can just fuck anybody that he wants. He can molest women at will with Squibby and Squooby and the rest of the, the, the pals. They weren't out there. What were they doing? Oh, he likes beer. They weren't out there. What? Um, you know, my, ne- my nieces and nephews. I thought I heard Francis. My nieces and nephews, you know what they did? I have to, I'm tooting their horns, yes. They coached the uh, Special Olympics when they were in college. Both of them. And they did it. They did it for one time to, um, because they wanted it, they wanted to put it on their college applications. But, it was such a great experience that they continued to do it year after year after year. So, but I don't see that with Kavanaugh. He was out there drinking and pumping weights with Squibby and Squooby. They weren't, what was he doing? I don't know. All I know is that the FBI was hobbled. They didn't investigate they were told not to investigate. Sort of like uh, exactly what happened with Ukraine. You know, just the appearance of an investigation. That's all we want, the appearance of an investigation. So we can say that we had one. The same thing with, uh, you know, with here in the United States. They didn't need to do an investigation. They just needed the appearance of an investigation. So... Now, oh, I'm so glad you didn't go Kavanaugh because in Lindsey Graham's world, in the fascist world, in Amy Coney Barrett's world, and all the right-wing women who will... I have heard them say this. Oh, what they did to that poor Kavanaugh. They've rewritten history. In their world... Kavanaugh, you know, he's uh, he's the victim. Because some bitch came forward and stopped uh, for once, for a minute. He might not have had his God-given right to a lifetime position on a court where he can sit in judgment of the rest of of us for the rest of his drunken life. And, right, um, like Susan Collins says, I don't doubt that something didn't happen to um, poor, poor Miss Ford. As if she's just some, she's confused. Not that, not like Kavanaugh, who's drunk, who has a history of being a drunk, who has, there were other women that came forward. Yeah, he did it to me. He, I was at a party. I turned around. They were all laughing. He had his dick out. These are the stories. Uh, Who doesn't believe that? Right? uh, What's so hard to believe? A bunch of white, privileged 
assholes, frat boys who drink beer and pump weights with Squibby, who have, who have a friend named Squeaky and Squobby and Squabby. They, a bunch of, oh, they, uh, so much fun. Just a bunch of fun-loving guys. Who doesn't believe? It's so hard to believe that rich, powerful, white frat boys that come from rich, powerful, influential parents. Um, it's so hard to believe that any of them would ever act inappropriately when drunk, especially. Oh, and they all talked about what a big drinker he was, too. He liked beer. Well, we all heard it, how much he liked beer. Now, you tell me if there would ever be, let's say if Ruth Bader Ginsburg sat in front of the Senate in her hearing and started screaming that she liked beer. Okay, I like beer. Okay, and sniveling and snorting and and attacking the Senate comporting herself in an un um in a very unappealing matter well, that was a judicial temperament who needs judicial temperament you're a republican you don't even need to be able to try a case you don't even need a a uh, an approval from the ABA you don't need to be qualified You're a Republican. You just got to be on the right side of things. You got to be able to be, you got to, can we count on you to destroy this democracy? Can we count on you, please? We don't, no, no, not please. We don't have to say please. We own please. You say please. And we laugh. You know, we like when the working class is saying, please, 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 while we're stepping on them, while we're riding their backs. Well, they say, please, 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 can I please have my pre-existing conditions protections? Please, at least. Nope. Nope. Can I please have my choice to... Have a life decision without a filthy Republican nose in my doctor's office? Nope. May I please be able to form a legal contract with somebody of my choosing and not if they have, only if they have the appropriate genitals you find that you deem appropriate because you consulted with your sky spook? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So I'm so glad you didn't go down the Kavanaugh road. And I, I, I swear to God, this is how propaganda works, guys. Nobody, why didn't anybody say, excuse me? What, did, what are you talking about? We didn't go down the Kavanaugh road. You mean we didn't want a woman um, to be heard who Kavanaugh who swears under oath that she remembers like it was yesterday because it was seared into her brain the trauma of this fucker trying to rape her 
was seared into her brain. So th- th- you're telling us that we didn't want to, we didn't go down the Kavanaugh road. What's that Kavanaugh road? Why didn't they? Why didn't Diane Feinstein use that opportunity to say, "What are you talking about, the Kavanaugh road"? We listened. A woman came forward and swore under oath in front of the Senate of the United States under perjury penalty to that that this man raped her or tried to rape her. So what are you talking about, the Kavanaugh Road? So why wouldn't they say, remind that? So because that's out out now, again, into the public airwaves, and nobody answers it. How about you say it until they stop fucking peddling it? This lie that it's Kavanaugh who's the victim. Imagine being Christine Blasey Ford, as if she doesn't count. A woman who was victimized, who is always who was victimized again and again and again by the likes of Lindsey Graham and everybody else on the Republican side and the Democratic side, who don't stand up. So every time he says. Now, I'm so glad you didn't go down the Kavanaugh Road. She's got to feel that sting again. That pain again of living in a country with a bunch of fascist, greedy bastards who can't get by in a democratic republic, so they have to corrupt the system. And they need their lick spittles like Lindsey Graham and Christine Blasey Ford. She's expendable like the rest of us, like the soldiers, the, the losers and suckers who die in battle or wear the uniform or the working class who pay the taxes so Twitler can ride us to the bank and use our socialized medicine system after he begs COVID to infect him. So, honestly, what the F? What the F? What is wrong with the goddamn Democrats to allow that shit to stand? Every time. And they do it all the time. Look, I I looked up on uh, on C-SPAN. I'm so pissed. I just looked up Kavanaugh. It comes up. Lindsey Graham, Mike Lee. On the other side of the aisle, Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. They bring it up all the time. Lindsey Graham, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Oh, Brett Kavanaugh. The Kavanaugh episode. Greatest anomaly I've seen was Kavanaugh. But oh, no oh. see, see, look here, 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 here. So and Sheldon Whitehouse. Here. And use secret money to get there. He pointed out all about how... Um, Amy Coney Barrett is a fascist uh, who's 
she's being put on the court because of the dark money that is corrupting. What am I saying? Is corrupting? Has corrupted this government and bought the court. That's part of the whole thing. Just as the Nazis corrupted the court, that's what the corporatists in this country are doing. So Sheldon Whitehouse, this is his time here. That's. Let me just they say the last. Robust democracy. That big sneaky interests would hide behind phony front groups and use secret money to get their way. That's not what generations of Americans fought and bled and died for. And I make a commitment here that I will spend every effort that I must to get to the bottom of why these anomalies have taken place. Okay. So he's talking about the anomalies of a corrupted government and their fascist lickspittles, corporate judges that are being seeded all throughout the country from sea to shining sea. And this is how it works. So when we go to the ballot box and we vote that we want a government that works for all, we want corporations not to put uh, to, to dump their shit into our public commons, into the water or the air, or we want them to play nice with the plebs and treat workers with decency as we used to believe was our American birthright, what will happen? What is what will ha- what happened in the first Gilded Age? When they go to the court, the, the um, American people voted against things. They didn't want child labor and went to the court during the Gilded Age, the first Gilded Age, and... They overturned child labor laws. Hey, you can't tell corporations they can't hire children. That's um, un-American. Yeah, that's what the court did, and that's what it will do again. You don't think so? Of course it will. Every History is not linear. There's We could do a search right now. There are incidences of Republicans in the recent, recently, trying to propose child labor. Let them pay children. It would be great. Pay them a a, uh, learning wage. You know, it's good experience. Kids need to learn responsibility. That's what they do. I said, oh, it sounds good. Who who doesn't like responsibility? Kids, who like who doesn't like teaching kids responsibility? It's it's oh yeah, but corporation, they love it's great. You don't have to pay them a full wage and you get to get the fear into adults. So it drives down wages, so they have to compete with children who are getting training wages? Oh, wonderful. Because that's the meaning of an economy, right? Only to make the rich richer. Not so we all can share in the profits our labor make possible. Right? So Sheldon Whitehouse makes a comment. Um, I will use all my power to get um, to un- to find out 
what's behind these anomalies. So Lindsay has to chime in. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you. I thought the greatest anomaly I've seen was Kavanaugh, but there's no use looking backward. Let's look forward. Uh you son of a bitch. The greatest anomaly was Kavanaugh. You got to keep pounding that home. Nobody says anything. That the greatest anomaly was Kavanaugh. Excuse me. I'm talking about dark money in politics, and you're talking about the greatest anomaly? What anomaly? What was an anomaly? That a woman um, saw that Kavanaugh was going to be nominated. Was nominated. That's what happened. She saw that he was on the short list, and then he was the, the, the chosen one. And then she came forward and said, this effing piece of shit tried to rape me and I have to come forward I have to do it as my American duty regardless of what the consequences are because she's been abused by these filthy fascists she's a she is an American hero so of course the fascists abuse her they don't know American heroes they think Kyle Rittenhouse is an American hero. That's how confused they are. That's how much they are not patriots. That's how much they hate this country. Christine Blasey Ford is an American hero. She's a patriot. She's courageous. And these filthy, scummy, cowardly, selfish pricks, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, all of them, Mike Lee, all of these filthy lick spittles, they don't even have the courage of any convictions. They don't have the courage of convictions because they have no convictions. They're for sale. Tell them what you want, how much you got. They're for sale. They had oh, what happened to John McCain's best pal? They were so close. You know, John McCain, the one. Oh, they were all reminding somebody. To, uh, they always bring back. Oh, John. Oh, it was you know who it was? Now that it, it was um, Cory Booker said something today about oh the great John McCain, who when. A uh, constituent at a town hall was speaking badly about Barack Obama. He took the microphone away and said, no, ma'am, he's a good, decent man, a family man. You know what the woman was saying? We all forget that. The woman was saying, Barack Obama is a Muslim. I don't like him. He's a Muslim. And John McCain took the mic and said, no, ma'am, he's a decent man. He's a good family man. I, I guess in our revisionist history, it doesn't matter that what the, what the lady was saying something goddamn stupid and ignorant and bigoted. And, you know, it wasn't really that great of a response to say, oh, he's a Muslim. No, he's not a Muslim. He's a good man. 
Oh, God. Ridiculous. And and Lindsey Graham um, constantly. You know what? The greatest anomaly, it was Kavanaugh. It was such of, of every anomaly. It was like 10 9-11s. And um, a few Vietnams, and it was like a th- rolled up with a pandemic and a and a unmasking, all together with uh, when when some bitch came forward at the last minute at uh, all of it. I mean, she should have come forward years ago. Why didn't she come forward years ago when? Uh, well, I mean, he wasn't being uh, put up for the Supreme Court. But he came fo- she came forward. That was like the worst. It was the it was the biggest anomaly when a a bitch can come forward and stop a decent uh, god fearing American corporatist from getting a lifetime bench position, sitting on on the court forever, lording over the rest of us. And and ruling in favor of the rich. Uh, that's an anomaly. You want to know anomaly? Fuck the, that um, dark money. It's an anomaly when some bitch can think she could stop the uh, gravy train around here. So she could just come in and say, um, he raped me. Huh, who cares, honey? You, he's raping us all now, but uh, it's all the, it all matters on whose side of the rape. Are you being raped or are you the rapee? But I, Lindsey Graham ain't no dumb bitch. I'm going to be the rapee or the raper. I don't know which, whatever it is. It depends on who I call, what call boy I call for the night. Am I the, um, Am I the demure Southern Belle, or am I the uh, the the raconteur um, Confederate patriot who um, is trying to discipline my um, my work, my slaves? I mean, my work crew. It all depends on how who's paying, who's buying. And that's the anomaly. I've never seen such an anomaly when some bitch can come forward and stop what um you know this uh the the party. We've been ha- I've been having a party up in this bitch like it's 1999 since it's 1999 and I don't know it ain't stopping for no bitch. So <laughs> good luck. Oh, I'm sorry, you were almost raped. Oh, that's okay. We're talking about money here, bitch. And Susan Collins, her mama didn't raise no dumb bitch. She got on board. Sorry that you won't be able to get your Obamacare any much longer because, you know, I don't know if your trauma will be considered a pre-existing condition, but I'm going to keep tickling that trauma, you know, all for Kavanaugh because they may, they were so, it was so mean. They're just, everybody's so mean to the white winger, to the rich white man. How? It's just so wrong. 
How can they be so mean to people who are just so right all the time? And if they weren't right, how do we know they're right? Because otherwise, why would God have made them rich and white? That's how we know. That's how we know. Otherwise, what would they be? They would be, you know, they would be a woman. Or they would have some darker pigment. I mean, we like women, don't worry. But we like our women, you know, nice and uh, and, and uh, supplicant. They're supplicants to the patriarchy, uh, you know. You got to know which way the wind blows. Oh, my God. God help us. So, I wish that some Democrats, any Democrats who know anybody in the power structure, that they, be, that they would fucking listen to me for once in their rotten lives before I finally stroke out up in this bitch and stop being goddamn, uh, you know, doormats. Because you know what? They roll over and we're the ones who <laughs> get the, the boots on our backs. Jesus Christ. Kevin, I believe that, you know what? I'm, I'm just thinking of Susan Collins. I believe that I have no doubt that something, something happened to Miss Christine Blasey Ford. Something. I, I don't, I don't doubt that some rapey flat frat boy tried to to um, smother her and fuck her and kill her and almost um kill her while he was uh, fumbling drunk trying to rape her i i don't doubt that somebody tried to do but not this wonderful white man here, this wonderful, powerful, rich white man from a good, white, powerful white family. I don't doubt that something didn't happen to her, but she must be, she must be confused about the most traumatic experience that is seared into her hippocampus. Unlike the 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 frat boy who likes beer i don't know he might have raped maybe three or four women that night or tried to i know he put his dick on a lot of shoulders but you know that don't stop a a good white american corporatist from having a lifetime position making sure that the plebs don't get too uppity I don't really doubt it. I mean, I'm Susan Collins. I'm only concerned. And why am I talking like Claire McCaskill? <laughs> Susan Collins is like this. Uh-uh. She's talking like Claire. She's talking like... I, I don't doubt that something, something didn't 
happened to her? Miss Blasey Ford, uh, I'm sure something rather traumatic. Wait, this, I can't get the voice right. I don't doubt. Let's see, Christy. I, well, let me say, I don't doubt. That some, that's the Republican excuse, you know, like I said, oh, you know what? It was such an anomaly, that Kavanaugh. So terrible. Please, Democrats. You, please, listen to me, please. I try. I really try to help. I try to reach out, but you don't listen to me. You have to fight every battle. Okay, fuck this pick your battles. Uh-uh. You have to fight every battle. You don't leave the lies laying in the middle of the floor and assume, oh, the American people know better. They don't. They don't know better. You have to explain it to them. When they go around going, oh, the anomaly, the, oh, the humanity of the Christine, uh, of the uh, Kavanaugh hearing. Oh, it's such an anomaly. It was terrible. It was terrible watching a rich white man get all, uh, get, get, get uh, called to the carpet for his crimes. But, you know, that ain't going to stop shit around here. I mean, look at, look at, we got a whole entire tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying, con-man crime family. He And we're up in, and we are cheering and hooting and hollering. We're saying, yes, yes, whatever you want, con-man. You want free socialized medicine? Yes, we got it. You want us to just call you Mr. Sir President Donald Trump, J. Trump every day? Oh, yes. We put up with it because it's, you know, it's all about the unholy dollar. We don't have, we're not, um, you know, we're not that special. Without our privilege, what the fuck would we be? Without our corruption, really, look at Jim Jordan. Who the where? Who would hire that asshole? Who don't even wear a coat? He looks like an idiot. He looks like um. He looks like some kind of um, drunken substitute teacher or no offense the substitute teacher he just looks like a drunken disappointment oh I do not oh yes I do not I believe and uh I believe that um you know, Christine Blasey Ford. It was very compelling what she said about being raped. 
but um, we got bigger fish to fry here. And I'm just uh, Susan Collins. And I have, I in order to um, give my speech, I, I like getting in front of a camera and making a, a big spectacle of my, um, my uh, a inevitable um, acquiescence to the illegal corruption of power and the destruction of the grand experiment in liberal democracy. I just want to get my time in the, in the spotlight. But, but I will bring a couple of female props as um, distractions behind me because nothing... It goes down um, better. Uh, attacks on your um, on your set on your own gender. It goes down better. It's it looks better when you're doing it with two women standing behind you. Oh my God! Poor Christine Blasey Ford. Really, I was thinking about her when I was listening to Lindsey Graham again every day. I always got to bring that up. Oh, it's so the the big the worst thing that ever happened was Kavanaugh's hearings. Oh my lord! So, how does Christine Blasey Ford live in this country? And I hope she's listening to the show, but I don't think so. But if she ever does, I feel your pain for real. I would get the fuck out of here. I really would. If that's that would probably be the last straw in this this sick ass country that I'd be like, you know what? There's no hope. There's a point of no return. And this country is really sick. That's what you do to your own. That's what you do to your heroes, your actual heroes. You elevate a con man. You put a drunken frat boy on the lifetime position because he's a corporatist and all you give a shit about is money and power. And you, and you, uh, you eviscerate your heroes, your own, your actual heroes. Someone who came forward to tell the truth at the expense of everything. Why would somebody do that? If they're lying, if they're confused, if there was ever any doubt, if there was a shred of doubt. She knew it for her entire life. And in fact, when they investigated it as well, it was something that she spoke about in therapy for years. It was a traumatic event. A life-changing event. And now she's got to look at that fucker's ruddy face every time there's a, whatever it might be, this piece of shit, Kavanaugh, this fake-ass Christian, the sad excuse for a man sitting in the, Halls of power, enriching the rich, empowering the powerful, 
kicking down on the downtrodden like a real corporate coward. This country, it's not the home of the brave. It's nothing but a bunch of filthy, selfish cowards. And we better do something about it or it's never coming back. They are trying to steal this election. We just better not let them do it. All right, it's time to go and get unconscious, thankfully. Thank you for hanging out. We had more to talk about. We always do. But I had to go off on a million tangents. Yes, yes, yes. I had to. I had to. And I guess I had to share. There were more stories about my grandmother. Oh, please. You know, please. All right. And I got to go see Ray, my little kitty cat. You guys are great. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe if somebody becomes a patron. I would. We need about a thousand more patrons. I know. it's uh, It ain't happening fast enough. Um, at this point, we will maybe have a daily show. Um, the second of never. I don't know. Or maybe something happens. And I don't know. Things happen. I might be surprised one day. We have more viewers, more patrons, more, 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 more people. Yes, Ray. Little Ray. You know what's so sad about Ray? Well, he's in a good spot now. Is that he's definitely traumatized by life like me and he's just so um, afraid of noises I had the window open today and they were doing construction outside and I'm on the seventh floor so they're down down so it's not that loud it's loud but it's not right outside the window and he's he was so scared and he ran and he went under the bed and he was hiding so I imagine that's how he spent many of his days out there in the world, hiding, fearful of people and noises, God knows. Oh, God, it never ends. Well, it will end eventually, I guess, but will it be better? Will it be best? Will it ever be best? And I had so much more to talk about, too. Maybe tomorrow. If somebody becomes a patron, we'll do a show tomorrow. I wanted to talk about Cory Booker, how annoying he is. And how irritating he is begging the uh, Republicans to be nice. And also, his jokes about veganism are so annoying. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're a vegan, okay? Why are you mocking that? As if, uh, oh, well, he said, I know you are 
uh, the only two vegans here are me and Senator Ted Cruz. Ha! <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And then Ted Cruz is like, Oh, you're right. I take exception to that. <laughs> of course, I eat as many corpses as I possibly can. I chop them up. I'm like, corpse here, corpse, corpse, please. Kill, kill, kill. Shove it in, shove it in. It's like, shut up. Why are you mocking? I don't know. It's Why is it that being an unconscious um, selfish ghoul is somehow um, the American way? It's somehow better or... He's got something to apologize for. It's so irritating to me. Jesus Christ. It's like, if you're a, you're a vegan, good. If they feel bad, good. Fuck them. That's why I say unapologetic, liberal talk. I'm not, we don't apologize for being right. Holy shit. Why should, you know, I mean, we got these idiots like Ted Cruz. Like they, it's as if being unconscious and just not giving a shit about anything, being a selfish prick and shoving as many pain, suffering corpses into your mouth is some kind of, I don't know, something to be proud of. Jesus, Jesus, oh my God. He's an idiot that freaking shoots um, uh, his automatic asshole gun with uh, bacon. Oh, machine gun bacon. Mm, they're so, they're such, they're so disgusting. They are so full of shit. They're so disgusting and Oh, I know that he's a vegan. <laughs> I, ex I take exception to that. Shut your filthy, disgusting mouth. Why are you always apologizing, Cory Booker? And begging. Okay? Begging? Is that what the founders did when they rebelled against the king? They're like... Well, I know, King. <laughs> you know, we want to uh, have a country. I don't know. Not a monarchy. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> All right. Enough. Here comes Tara Jr. Jr. Come here, baby. Everybody, Tara Jr. Jr. My friends, thanks a lot. Sorry for going on and on and on. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. Somebody become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Give the show a good review on iTunes. I don't know. Is this a show or is this nothing but my therapy? We can think about that until tomorrow. And... Become a patron at patreon.com. Give the show a good review. Thank you all for your super chats. Thanks, Shannon and Shannon. And JD, thank you for your super chat in pounds. 
and Haiku and Jim and Richard W. And become a patron and we will do a show tomorrow. As you see, Tara Jr. Jr. is moving the mic. My name is Tara Devlin. Remember what I say. You know it. It's true. Um, we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win if we stick together. That's right. You too, honey. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. And hopefully I will see you. I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully.